All right. I don't want to rub it in any of our listeners' faces, but I probably am the luckiest gamer of the year because I'm sitting here with four of my very good friends, and we're just going to talk about what we enjoyed this year. There's our annual Five Up, One Down podcast. Uh, I'm joined by co-hosts Flask, Greg, and John, as well as our special guest, Vito. How's everybody doing? That makes you lucky. All right. I mean, I'd call this bad luck if I walked into a room every day and saw our faces. Well, feels great that, to be I here. I not go that far either. You know, somewhere in the middle. Feels great I love to my be friends. here. It feels to be here. I love my friends and my guests. It does feel to be here. I like that. <laughs> well, if you haven't ever listened to the podcast before, we don't do a Game of the Year celebration um, like uh, most podcasts do. We instead will nominate five things, each one of us, that we recommend to you this year. It could be video games, it could be film, uh, TV, books, whatever hit our fancy. But these are our five very best of 2022 from each of the Broken Campfire. As well, for balance, we do one disrecommend. One stay away, ooh, stinky, boo-boo. Stinky. That we're going to give to you guys. And hey, you know, feel free to send in your five up, one down. I will read it out loud on the air, um, just for the funsies. See what kind of games you guys really liked out of the last calendar year, twenty twenty two. Someone just sends in like one of our exact lists. <laughs> they just send it in again, <laughs> and and they sign it their name, and it's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can do that on the Twitter at Broken Campfire, or on the Gmail, brokencampfire at gmail.com. Before we get into the 5-Up, 1-Down celebration, just to catch everybody up on what we've been doing for the last week, does anybody have any roundtable stuff to share? I know Flask has a few things. I have one hmm. or two things. I have one thing. Okay. We'll start going and start with Flask, then. What do you got? Uh, yeah, um... I just wanted to mention a few like presently relevant things that instead of letting them carry over to next week, like uh, I did start playing High on Life um, about halfway oh, through cool. right now. I got that installed. Uh, like John said, it's all right, just all right. John's pretty much completely on the money. Uh, his take last week, uh, its appeal is like broad but shallow. Um, initially, I thought the humor would be more like. Solar Opposites, which is uh, Justin Roiland's other show, the one about aliens. I figured that's what it was, yeah. Uh, but what it really is, the entire game's humor, or the game's entire humor is uh, Roiland's riffing type, improvisational humor, which a lot Would of times... Would you fair to describe it as uh, Rick and Morty without Dan Harmon? I think that would be a fair assessment. That's what um, I thought. It's very much, it's very roiland in that it's all it all has even if some of it is written i I imagine uh a good amount of it is written it all feels like and is delivered like Improv. his improvisational style that he likes um and it doesn't have that that harmon like cleverness or wittiness to it um so a lot of times that sort of just falls flat for me uh and i generally don't like that nearly as much as the the actual considered writing of like the, of rick and morty and solar opposites so um, it's not like really that funny. Uh, the only other note I had about it was that 
I had to reduce settings on the game to begin with just to get it to run smoothly. And then the game oh, wow. got buggier and buggier as it went along. You, I don't know your specs, but you don't have an old system for sure. No, I have, I, have a, I have a good computer, good so PC. Um, so I, it should uh, not be struggling with anything like this. I played the opening of the game three times. Why is that? <laughs> I, play, I played the opening of the game, and I liked it. I thought it was pretty funny. And then I was like, oh, let me show it to my girlfriend. She'll enjoy this. Mm. So then I played it again. And then her brother came over and I was like, oh, he would definitely enjoy this. <laughs> so I played it again to show them all. And then I got like a little bit further than that, but I haven't played since. I feel like the opening is a good enticement and it makes you think that it's, it's like, okay, we're just entering into this. We're getting, you know, we're, we're hitting the ground running basically. And it will escalate from here and, and we'll get more funny like, set pieces yeah. and stuff but it doesn't really deliver on that so much it kind of huh. it kind of feels like they were unsure of what they wanted to do with the humor and the the writing throughout the entire game <laughs> at least i, I enjoyed playing. it i enjoyed the beginning quite a lot i got up to the first boss that was as far as i got so i got knifey mm -hmm. and i was just enjoying how much dialogue there seemed to be um like even the dialogue coming from like the oh yeah enemies it's you're killing if you like and, that, that's uh, good. Yeah, that's it's a great game. For yeah, that. just some really funny scenes, like when you kill that kid in the beginning of the game. Um, Wait, what? None of us killed a kid. Why would you do that? Wow, you guys are lame. You didn't kill the kid. <laughs> I was like, the, I had killed him immediately. He didn't even. I don't even think I got to witness all the dialogue. I killed the kid. <laughs> There's like a kid. I actually did not. Kill. I know who you're talking about, but I did not. I chose not to. There's a kid in the beginning of the game, and he's he's like making fun of you. You walk up to him. He's in the sewer, and he's like calling you fresh meat and he's like he's like goading you to kill him so if you just shoot him your guns like like don't do like i'm no, i'm not gonna shoot a kid right and then like you do it again he's like stop it like we we can't kill a kid you do it again he'll just shoot him and then like he'll and then he'll start yelling about oh my god how he killed a kid and um you get an achievement like something like uh like you can't do that and fall out or something like that you and yeah then, you literally uh, can't yeah it's just a really funny scene, and then, then like then like ten feet later, like you meet the mother of the kid. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a funny interaction. Yeah, that's funny, and, uh, especially because well, me and John didn't then, kill the kid. Uh, so well, well, but then it turns out he's he's not like a kid. Not a like, kid. He, he's not really a kid. Like of that species. Yeah, he's like thirty-one <laughs> years old. She's like she's like oh, oh yeah, it wouldn't like be as bad as like killing like an eight-year-old. Um, and then I assume that later in the game that will come up, but I guess. It didn't. Or you guys are just too afraid to kill kids in video games. I'm not. I'm not afraid to do that. I actually knew the. I had, I'd seen it a little bit before that he wasn't actually a kid, so I wanted to see what would happen if you didn't kill him. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I didn't. I didn't see any difference. I thought that was funny. And then Knifey was funny. And I just. I guess I imagine that there'll be a bunch of other guns that they, weapons that they introduce to you, each with their own voice actor and stuff. And I was like, and I, I was excited for that, but I didn't get that far yet and it seems like you guys are kind of mediocre on it so i might not oh no i finished the game i beat it i i, I recommend playing it i'm just saying oh, I mean, yeah? if you enjoyed the the intro I, I think you'll enjoy the game i'm just saying you know there are people who are, i don't know tired of or just don't really you know that whatever kind of humor. they just counterculture and you know rick and morty blame you know and they're just gonna bounce off it and i get that too uh sure sure yeah i think john's right on the money it's it it's all right you know, you'll probably anyone could play it and pr it's it's appeal is broad. Anyone could play it and 
get something. There are definitely good bits in there. Like, yeah, it's still like they haven't gotten to. Did you yes. catch your boy Joel Haver in, in there? He's Haver? Like in the yeah. first half of the game. Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, he's the kid. He's that kid. Yeah, well, I mean, he does a bunch of voices. Oh, he yeah, must do a bunch yeah. of voices. I was referring yeah. to like another mm. character. Oh yeah, oh, okay. yeah, he does. Yeah, he does a bunch of them in there. But yeah, he does play that kid. But yeah, uh, it got buggier and buggier as I went along. So I think right now it needs some patching. I don't know if other people are running into the same stuff I ran into, but I got soft locks and crashes and stuff like that on a on a on a good PC. So I'm not sure what's up with that. Um, and uh, I watched a couple things. Uh, I watched Glass Onion. Which is the sequel to Knives Out? That's on Netflix. It's a it's a Knives Out, uh, Glass Onion, a, a Knives Out story. Yeah, like stupid. What's it it's it, that's not it's not it was the name of the first movie. It's not the name of the franchise. It's like yeah. well, the the, yeah. the director it is, it is or whatever was just uh, talking about how pissed off he was that he had to include that. Well, that I, like, I, I also saw on that same discussion that uh, a lot of people were saying they were glad he did because. Right. They didn't know there was a sequel coming out, and they wouldn't have heard about it, or and they wouldn't have even watched it if they didn't see the big Knives Out thing when they were scrolling Netflix. Yeah, I guess it's silly. Maybe if they, if they had put like a a Benoit story or whatever his name is Benoit yeah. Blanc mm-hmm. or whatever, that Chris might make Benoit, a little Chris Benoit, yeah, Chris <laughs> Benoit story. Yeah, ni- Jesus, He's Knives back. Out. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's definitely like one of those you have to use clickbait on YouTube because it works type of well, situations. Well. It's like you can't blame them for putting that on the title, yeah. but it's dumb as hell. And people are generally fairly stupid and don't think about things at all. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Well, so yeah, similar, I guess similar kind of thing like uh, Song of Ice and Fire is known as a Game of Thrones to almost everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First book in the series. Yep. Because they named the Why wow, was that. it? Oh, oh uh, was, was pretty good. The book <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's pretty good. The book series is, is good to what we have so I far. It. Um, How did it end? How's the ending? Up. Shut up about that. Knives Out was pretty good, though. So. Uh, so I was like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch the sequel. Um, I, I appreciated a lot of what it did, Glass Onion, uh, and was trying to do, but. Um, well, as, as much as I think, I, I kind of don't like Ryan Johnson, um, but I can appreciate his, uh, his flair for like foreshadowing and callbacks and connective details, uh, throughout his movies. Uh, a lot of it connects prettily, you know, it, 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 he wants to elicit the knowing winks from the audience. Like, oh, that was a, that was connected to that. Um. But there's just something about the movie that didn't really work for me. Uh, I think maybe it was partly that it was like so precious and self-satisfied that it that it feels a little overbearing. Maybe uh, there were a few things in there I rolled my eyes at, like um, just little. I don't know, but not enough to drag down the movie. Um, I I actively liked a certain narrative through line uh, for one of the primary characters. I think. Uh, there's one part of it that does pay off well. Um, I, you know, I do tend to prefer mysteries that are grounded, sort of understated, whereas Glass Onion is very intentionally and stylistically overstated, maybe a little overwrought, you know, with all these connections that he likes to make. It's, it's also sensical, 
and like explicable that it that it feels like a script put to screen you know what i mean like it's a funny thing to say but i think that describes it well it feels like a script um and that absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. will not bother most people uh i can even appreciate it on a level but I, i'd still rather see this uh this type of mystery movie than a mystery movie that lacks sense or or fails to uh cohere you know, but it just might not be for me quite this style. Uh, but I think if you liked Knives Out, you'll probably enjoy this. Um, Sick. It's, I like it's Knives not, Out. It may be like not as good, but it's not considerably worse by any means. How's Triple uh, A superstar Dave Batista? I mean, he's good. He's always he's always you know fun, good. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's he's all right. <laughs> he's good. Um, and then I also saw, you know, speaking of sequels, I also saw <laughs> the long-awaited Avatar The Way of Water in theaters. I'm seeing that tomorrow. The Way yeah. of Wawa? It's, it's a theater-worthy experience, definitely. Um, I mean, you could know that without me telling you that, obviously, but it really is. Uh, my biggest takeaway is that James Cameron fucking loves water. And this was his way of getting back to the water, this sequel. There's a lot of water. No, my actual biggest takeaway was that it's safe. Um, pretty standard, you know, plotting and theming. But it's also a beautiful spectacle. It really is. With It's got entertaining action, uh, fun set pieces, absolutely theater-worthy as a spectacle movie. There were parts I liked about it. Um, Especially the the unfolding of like a generational bent for the series um, involving more characters. Uh, as if you've seen the trailer, you know, it's like more about family, <laughs> which is a funny thing after Fast and the Furious kind of uh, locked in that phrase. But no, this this movie this is a movie about family. Um, there were parts I was a little disappointed by. Uh, but also certain cliches that I'm really glad it didn't fall victim to. Like it could have been worse in a lot of areas and it doesn't, you know, fall victim to, to very cliche stuff. Uh, it's a long movie over three hours. And I did feel the length at times for the first two hours or so, but ultimately it was, it was entertaining. It was worth it. Um, over three. I did not even know that three, three, hours. three hours and 12 Jesus. minutes, I believe Christ something like Mally. that. Um, I, don't get, I don't understand. I feel like I really just need to see this to believe it. How good could a movie look? You know, <laughs> it, it looked good. It, it at a certain good point, I feel like it just looks weird. Did it look uncanny, like just odd. No, no it, if anything, at a certain point, you just forget you're watching CG. It's like even you're with so blue used people. to blue people and and fantasy landscapes, you just kind of forget. And granted, there are still like humans scattered. You know throughout the movie but it's it's mostly cg stuff that's the only anchor that grounds you into realizing this is a real movie still right you've seen the graphics of god of war right no yeah in passing that's got blue people too (laughs) oh okay their blue people are gross little fucking dwarf man take it back oh hold on now but the only thing the only other thing i was gonna say was uh you know the drama and the action puts butts in seats just as much as the the Pandora wonder, the phenomenon, you know, 
But uh, my favorite plot line in the movie sort of reminded me of uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind or something similar like that, like a very nature-y in touch with nature thing, kind of a planet-earthy discovery (laughs) sense, you know? Um, We have a slightly more inquisitive character in this one. We're sort of broadening our understanding of uh, the world, connecting to the world, Uh, world building. I just tend to like that sort of stuff, uh, especially when it, casts the uh the tragic violence that we have a lot of into more stark relief against you know the the beauty and the wonder um so there there is that that through line that i really do enjoy and i hope there's more of in the sequels and i think there will be um so if we could if we could guys. somehow marry that sense of discovery with even more science exposition that would be precisely max, my shit max quick no, I was just doing a bit. What would you give it? Two thumbs up? Oh, I well, I don't do thumbs, but definitely worth seeing. We're seeing it theaters. If you were if you a can. person who did do thumbs, what would you give it? I can't imagine that person. Who would do that? What kind yeah, of how person? How many bags would of popcorn? Thumb this? I don't. Bags, quick. Bags. Look. How many bags? <laughs> I'm just saying. Not it's an entertaining movie. So bad, do they? <laughs> You ready to come back to thumbs? Yeah, no, it's it's entertaining. You know, it's see if in the theater if you can. If not, that's cool. But you know, uh, uh did you see it in the in. full three D experience? I did see it in three D. Yeah, there were much fewer show times for that. Plus, me and my mom both already wear glasses, so like three D mm-hmm. was always annoying. So I didn't go for that. I don't think it's like wow. necessary at all. I think it's it the only it adds a little the, fun. Well, the only thing I was curious, like, the last movie I saw in 3D was Jackass 3, like, (laughs) 10 plus years ago. Does it feel like the technology has come anyway in the last 10 years? Um, it feels like it's doing the same thing. Okay. It was already sort of a novelty fun thing. (laughs) Not quite. A little bit, a little more advanced. But, um... It feels like the same sort of 3D as as the original Avatar in 2009. I'm not sure if they've actually uh, improved the technology since then. I have to imagine that there's been development of it, even though that. But you weren't like, "Wow, whoa, this this feels new." I wasn't like blown away, no, but not by the 3D. Uh, The spectacle of the movie itself is the reason to go. So even if you can't see it in 3D, it's still very much worth it for the visual feast and splendor. Do you Um, think James Cameron has raised the bar yet again? No, it's it's <laughs> it's entertaining <laughs> and it's it's one of the best looking movies out there, uh, especially for like a nearly full CG uh, visual spectacle. But it's it's not a bar raise by any means. I think the original Avatar was like technically a bar raise. But even then, I think it I, I still don't really get why it was such a phenomenon, why it had the Pandora effect uh about it like it was it was definitely uh like like a a wondrous thing to go see like what do you like an attraction it was definitely an attraction but this has not like significantly raised the bar over that as like another um full step up in sort of the phenomena that that avatar was originally that's good. It's entertaining. Okay. Avatar, anything else? Nope. Okay. 
Uh, I'll get my one thing out of the way real quick. I just wanted to say on the pod, uh, talk a little bit about Silent Hill 4, because I don't think I've really done that at all. Um, we just finished it a few hours ago. Um, and I kind of did my whole thing at the end of the credits there. So I'll just say quickly that I beat it. It was fun. I do recommend it. Um, the reputation that it has of like being a mixed game is kind of very well deserved. Hmm. Um, it probably has my favorite story in the Silent Hill franchise that I've played, other than Silent hmm. Hill 2, which is a really hard, high bar to cross. Um, you were kind of talking about this, but I guess, like, well, first off, main criticism the second half of the game is a retread through the game um, and an escort quest at the same time. Yes. <laughs> So it gets really tedious and annoying at times. But you were kind of saying this, like an even bigger criticism maybe is that like the decision to not place the game in Silent Hill as a central location where you're like, you have like a main hub world you keep coming back to and unfolding does like almost make it exhausting to just keep going from like horror landscape to horror landscape to horror landscape. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't ever have any room to breathe. The pacing is definitely different. Yeah. yeah, It's very different. You know, um, I miss those moments in Silent Hill 2 where you just finished a level and you're kind of just wandering around foggy Silent Hill until you, I don't know, you walk into a diner and you trigger a cutscene and there's a weird NPC there. And that kind yeah. of sets up in that chain of events, you know? Using the map and trying to avoid yeah. enemies. Yeah, yeah. You get a clear sense of progression throughout the game, which you don't really get in a game where each level is just kind of like, oh, you go here. And then, especially in the second half, when you're retreading all the levels, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I, I wish were different about that game that would have made it... It could have been, like, the truly top-tier Silent Hill game. As it is, yeah, I, I think, think it could have been on par with well-deserved. two. As, like, For a sure. standalone. I agree. As it is, I think it has a fairly well-deserved reputation. Still recommend you play it, but maybe only after you've played the other Silent Hill games. Though, I will say, because I, I, I played Silent Hill 3 and 4 recently, 4 definitely had, like, better combat and better story than 3. But 3, I would still take over it just for the atmosphere and, um, I don't know. Sure, certain sure. quality to it. But if, you, uh, if you've already played Silent Hill 4 or you don't want to, you're not planning to, definitely check out our, uh, <laughs> our videos on it. Uh, yeah, which moments, you've been doing a great moments. job. I appreciate that of uh, cutting up on of YouTube. Course. I think you can also watch like the vods on Twitch. Maybe, oh yeah, of like the full stream sessions, which were about anywhere from two to four hours in length, depending on our mood. Um, yeah, and if you do it that way, of course, you get the chat replay with Twitch, which we do talk to people in chat. Sometimes we try to yeah. not just completely have this like removed sense of talking to someone who's not <laughs> audible, right? You know? We try yeah. to make it make sense. Plus, like, at the beginning of the VODs, we usually do a recap of what just happened and, like, other mm-hmm. things that I think help your viewing experience it. You might miss out on just a little bit when you're um, watching that. Uh, no, that was great. I had a lot of fun playing with you. Good. I'm glad. That's about it. That's all I wanted to mention. So, no, I hope cool. Greg, I think you said you had something as well. Yep, and just one one thing I want to talk about. Uh, one piece of thing. It is, yeah. Well, it's a one piece thing. Uh, I have I am all caught up with One Piece, the anime. I uh, oh. 
How do you <laughs> nice. wait? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Somehow. I'm uh, I am. I finished that. Uh, I believe Christmas Eve. I finished it. Jeez, uh, congratulations! Thank That's... you, thank you. It's been, it was very good. I enjoyed it a lot, and uh, I liked it so much. I decided to f- go and continue on and read the manga. And oh I finished, wow! Whoa. I finished catching up with the manga yesterday. What? Wait, or the other day. So you read like the entire manga in like a week? Well, I I just hopped on to where the anime was at. Oh, okay. 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 Sorry. Uh, When when you said you're gonna read the manga, I thought you were gonna start at issue one and work your way through it. But I I got dude. I don't listen. I'm not. uh, Maybe next year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this way makes more sense. When that existential dread really starts to kick in. Yeah, something it was to, like, to escape. It was uh, it was the end of Wano and the new arc. I like the new arc. Uh, I really liked Wano a lot. Uh, I think it was really good, and I can't wait for that to be animated. That's uh, a good feeling. Yeah, that's all I got. That, that cool. was that was my thing. Congratulations, cool. Greg. Legend. Thank you. Congratulations, like, you've won. Took like nine months, but I uh, I did it. Nine or ten months. I wonder what 2023 will be about for Greg. If 2022 was the year of the One Piece. Two Piece. Not in your fucking life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be a dream come true. Which means it will never happen. Greg? Or sorry, not Greg. Uh, John and Vito. Either one of you guys have something you want to highlight before we go into uh, the five up one down? I ain't got shit. All right. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't really have much. I'll just mention really quick that um, I did get around to watching Joe Parra talks with you. I haven't oh, finished yeah. it. Okay. Uh, but uh, me and uh, my girlfriend, we love it. It's awesome. I was gonna say yeah. That's it seems, definitely seems like a good show for it, you and her to it's, watch. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, no, yeah, I'm not surprised that you like it. Um, when I was watching it, I definitely had like, okay, this is like Vito. Like Vito would love this. I mean, everybody would love this, but, you know, I had you in mind for sure. Joe, Joe Parra talks to Vito, they should call it. I literally came on the podcast saying, Joe Parra, uh, I recommend it specifically for Vito. I forget if that yeah. may have been one where you, like, weren't on the podcast. I that wasn't day, there, but yeah. I, yeah. Listened, I listened to it, though. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, and then yeah, I took it's... that recommendation and gobbled it up. Mm-hmm. You stole it. You stole... It wasn't for you. It wasn't, wasn't made for you. you. Yeah, Joe Paris for everyone. Good show. That's, that's, all uh, that's all I got. Yeah, okay, I, yeah I'll, cool. I'll talk more later. Uh, well, if you guys want, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Kind of reset ourselves. And when we come back, we're getting into it. We're doing it. Ups and downs. So everybody, please finish your list in the next few minutes. Uh, listeners, we'll oh, be shit. back. <laughs> for the Broken Campfire's top five recommendations of 2022 and one Unrecommends. Ooh, ooh, stinky boo boo, stay away. Ooh. And remember, if you've already experienced any of the one downs that we disrecommend, please don't you have to, yeah, you have to stop <laughs> listening to this podcast. Send me send me a tweet explaining why. But yeah, uh stop listening immediately. You are banned. Welcome back, everybody. It's time. Hello. For the five up one down. 
I thought you were going to say. We're going to kind of do this in a free form format, and I will go first to set the mood. Uh, my first up, rigged. Yeah, rigged. and the ups are in no orders, is Susan Sleeper. Oh, Sissy um, Sleeps. I'm glad you're starting off with a Citizen Shh. Sleeper. <laughs> this game's on the Game Pass. Um, kind of like, like te- Game Pass. I don't feel like I need to explain the game. You can listen to our previous podcast about it. Nice. But uh, I really love this game, and I, I thought the writing was really good. Um, the story really captured me, and it made me feel things, which uh, you know takes a lot to get through my stone-cold heart. So um, m- that must mean something special about the game. We could say it's a game for impact. <laughs> right, for impact on my heart, for sure. Right. Cool. But yeah, Citizen Sleeper. First up, who I'll wants to go out. next? I'll go up next. All right, Gregums. My uh, my first one is Dragon Ball Breakers. Oh, that's a good choice. Beep, beep, I, uh, beep, beep, I uh, I love that game. That, that I was very, I'm very, so I was very surprised at how much I played that, and uh, I I'm I can't wait for more content. Very, Are you guys still like actively playing matches every now and then, or I'd like, say oh, so, yeah. I haven't played recently, but that's because I've been playing World of Warcraft nonstop. Okay. Yeah, re- recently, like the last like two weeks, Week, two like weeks, yeah, yeah. Been, yeah. Um, but it seems like a game that you would continue to uh, put in the cycle, the schedule, for yes. sure. And then they yep. fixed uh, a lot of what we were upset about too. Oh, that's good. Um, this is one of my honorable mentions because uh, that game has been. I added that game, game to my uh, to my very select few uh, favorite game list that you can do on Steam. Nice. Also an honorable mention for me. So, uh, yeah, it's a good one. I uh, did more than honorable mention this. This is on my list as well. Yikes. Um, I feel like uh, we played a lot of games this year. We always do as a group. But uh, I feel like this was like, if I had to name one, like the big party game of the year uh, for us. Yeah. Um, for a lot, it was like always like we have a right. group of like 12 people at any given time that could play this. Yeah, which is, which is I just wanted to check rare. my uh my hours on the game. I have seventy two hours on that. Game. I've got thirty five. I have. It like was 30... actually my recap is one of my most played games. The Steam recap. Oh no, I'm bugging. Yeah, no, it, it showed up on mine as well. Uh, but I no, mean, I, everything you said, I agree with. Uh, for some, like, there's a solid mix of like some weird and cool game concepts with a lot of jank. That leads to I don't know just emerging fun good times with the boys. I I can't just wait don't to take see it so seriously. Like you know? in like a year with all like with what they if like they uh go the way they are with like add more raiders the universe. Yeah, add raiders. I want to see what raiders they're gonna add. Could we have yeah. confirmed? Uh, grade eight, grade eight Vegeta. That's right. Yeah. Like he's gonna okay. be big. They, be all size. we've seen is like I think it's like a video, and you just see his great ape form from behind. Jeez, Dragon Ball so, Breakers. I think that'll be crazy if they had a great ape. What's next? Uh, who's next? I should say. Uh, I'll go. Okay, we got uh, <clears throat> uh, Barry season three. Oh. I forgot about this one. This was this Mirror year. In the summer, I think it was like July or something, June. Um, the season was awesome. Uh, some like seriously, some of like the best scenes I've seen in TV. 
uh, all in this one season. The the prison scene with Noho Hank, uh, the motor motorcycle motorcycle chase. Um, the well, we still disagree about that prison scene, but I still. I was, I was gonna say, well, it was a cool scene. Yeah, cool it was, scene. It, Maybe it was we got a real laugh riot. from it though. Yeah, it's a real. It was hilarious. Yeah, real knee slapper that one. It, it really was. I think that but is it, really interesting scene, that though. we. Uh, I did. I think it's really interesting that we had such opposite reactions too, because I was one hundred percent on Vita's side. Like, yeah. I could like I saw the humor, but the humor just made it more horrifying for me because I was yeah, like it, right there in Noho Hank's head. You know what I mean? I think it really solidified for me, like which one of my friends are sociopaths. I'm, I won't say. No, but it's see, it's, who, it's just uncharacteristically me. You know, I'm not like, uh, you know, I'm not a gore guy. I don't, you know, I'm not on the terrifier side. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe, maybe, maybe really Jaw just had to laugh to cope. You know, maybe that that's, scene was that, just fucking. That's what it was. was. Just the idea of if he wasn't laughing, it, he'd it wasn't, be crying. To, to me, in my head, it's like. That, that wasn't a tiger on the other side of that room. It was like an ogre or something. My house, like, fucking crazy. Like, everything was. Like, right, I how didn't how high were was you? Tiger. I was not. <laughs> it was, like, banging against the wall. I swear to God, at once, I, once it, like, talked, it was like, I will right. mash your bones. All right, I don't think it said, I will mash your bones. That definitely did not happen. Have you ever even seen a panther in real life? You don't know that that's how John, John is literally the cackling guard outside the cell in that scene. Yeah. G exactly. um, he just made it even funnier. Andy, actually, since you just watched it, that scene had like a similar effect on me that the Gordy scenes from Notepad. Yeah, I no, hundred percent. Like really, really, where you, where you really feel like you're inside the character's head and you're like taking in like the desperation of the horror of the situation, and it just keeps yeah. getting worse. Yeah, I figured you were talking and just about how terrifying like, like an animal. What were you saying, Flask? No, I just. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, I still have yet to watch Barry uh, seasons two and three. But oh, I'm uh, sorry. I don't think we spoiled uh, anything. They flashed. No, no, nothing that that you could put. Was put kind of funny too. Yeah, I knew you would. I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> but that one was definitely more tense. Oh, that uh, was also like you. You know, I was just thinking. You live by the chimp, you die by the chimp, man. This is how it happens. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I actually forgot about that Barry season three was this year somehow. Uh, otherwise, it definitely. Definitely would have made your list. Definitely would have made my list, so I'm going to go ahead and throw it as an honorable mention. Um, but yeah, um, totally agree with yeah, everything you said. Great, great, amazing great scene. show in general. In my opinion, best season of a great show so far. Right, right amazing season, I mean. Um, yeah, and that's why it's one of my ups. Big ups. John and Flask, you guys got to you know, I'll, I'll throw, throw one in up a, a okay. TV show since we're on TV. Um, Andor. Has to be one of my ups. Disney oh, Plus. Wow. Um, <laughs> if I told myself nice. from 2021 that I would be recommending a Star Wars TV show as one of my ups this year, you would he maybe would look kill at me yourself. Like I was crazy. Flask. And then we get down to business. Uh, how we can exploit the time travel situation? But regardless, Andor is uh, actually on par with any of the other good shows on television. What are you gonna? What are you gonna say, Vito? I got a surprise for you. Andor is also one of my ups this year. What? I watched what? It. What? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and you liked it uh, enough to make it an up. I loved it. It was fucking awesome. What is going on? Wow. Great. I have not watched any Star Wars shows. I haven't seen like any of the newer movies, really. I avoid them because they all sound mediocre. Well, now here's the thing. I think maybe i'm wrong i think that would 
that would help in enjoying the show. Because Maybe. I mean, it's like a prequel to a prequel, right? Like, yeah, but I, I don't think you really. That's, need what, to I, know that's what I said when I well, when well, he told no, me no, to watch saying, Rogue One. I think it's more enjoyable because sometimes when you watch a prequel, you're like, like I know it's going to happen. These people who like you know, there's a there's a little less tension because you know, like oh, yeah. I know this person's going to be fine, this person's not. But you don't have that knowledge, so I could see it being more enjoyable like that. Right, I guess so. And I, yeah. I kind of know what happens to Andor, I guess, because um, I just know that from culture. But um, that's all I really know. The show is fucking awesome, dude. Um, yeah, sorry, I just want to say, I don't think what John's saying is like hard and fast for everybody, but definitely agreed that for people, it can work that way. Yeah. Where yeah. It's, you don't and, even and, need to know what also, Star Wars is to watch this. And also, I think it's totally possible that you will enjoy Rogue One more than a lot of people did uh, yeah, with this unique be. experience you've had. That will be uh, interesting yeah. if you end up watching that. After not that watching Rogue, 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 Rogue One's not a bad movie. I, I like Rogue it. Rogue One was considered, and I, I I enjoyed it too. One one of the better Star Wars movies to come out in the last, you know, it's the best of all wave. the yeah, all the post Lucas ones. I would say yeah, um, fucking Solo, totally serviceable action movie. Yeah, I I know you spoke about the show a little bit. I, I this is my first time getting to talk about the show at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just you know a couple of things. I love the format. Um, how the season is like split into different, like basically three different arcs. Yeah, which felt like it really just felt like they shot three movies, but and then joined them together really seamlessly. Um, and I thought that was just a really engaging format. And then it had me thinking a lot about how far like TV has come and how the lines between movies and TV are, are blurred. Um, Cause I just, you know, you could get a lot more done in, in a se- uh sorry, a season of, of TV than you can in a movie. And, and you could tell, mm-hmm. you know, a greater, richer story. Um, all the characters in Andor were great. I didn't tire of anybody on the screen, uh, protagonists or villains or side characters. Uh, the themes uh, like rebellion and fighting and sacrificing everything for rewards that you'll never get to see uh, was really powerful, made for some like really great emotional scenes. Um, really sick. I thought maybe the middle arc dragged like one episode too long, but otherwise the pacing was sick. Um, yeah. I had one question. What was that? It just I was just adding on it somehow manages manages to be competent in like every aspect of its construction. And I don't know how they did it in this yeah. like, climate of of showmaking. Yeah. What was your um, question? Well, you know, because I'm I'm unfamiliar, uh, unfamiliar with Star Wars and. Um, you know. I feel like I'm going to sound like I'm contradicting myself a little bit, you know, the bad guys I felt were. They were really Cooler. interesting. They were, they were, they, I don't want to, I don't know if I'd say cool. Like one of them is like actually like a loser, but he's a, he's a really enjoyable character. Um, right. And I enjoyed when he was on the screen and um, the, um, uh, I forget, but Karn and what's the woman's name? Um, uh, you remember? I think like D, 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 Deidre or something like that. D, or something like, I forget exactly. D- Whatever. But the villains are are very interesting, and they are characterized a little bit. You know, you you could see kind of what motivates them. Like Karn mm-hmm. is basically like just like some incel loser, but you see nice. like into his life that he's got like this mother who doesn't support him at all, and is just kind of like 
manipulative and a bitch. Um, and then the other character, I can't remember her name right now, is driven by... Um, she has drive. Like, she wants to uh, climb the ranks of, you know, the... Um, what do you call them? The bad Imperial guys. Imperial hierarchy, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, those are things that, you know, you could see in somebody in real life. Um, so I did think they have characterization. And then at the same time, I had this feeling like throughout the whole show with all the villains that they're just, they were all like really like caricature mustache twirling villains. Um, just like a lot of the dialogue um, where they're just saying like nasty things for like no reason. Or they're just mm-hmm. like super fucking mean and evil. And, you know, there are people like that. And you you can find them in the real world, you know, pretty easily. But I was also wondering if maybe that's an innate problem to like Star Wars, because isn't there like a dark side? So there's literally like <laughs> an evil force that wants you to like just be evil for evil's sake or something. So like you're going to have caricature evil villains. Well, I'm not going to try how, to tell you what it sound? is or isn't. I will say two things. I will say the entire basis of the Star Wars universe is, is, uh, all predicated around uh, pulp cereals um, from like the four, you know forties. Uh, so it's all based has a basis, a foundation of silliness and very shallow concepts and and like just okay f- for fun stuff. But this uh, show was very serious. Oh yeah, yeah. The other thing I was going to say kind of complements that, which is I'm not as a as a Star Wars fan, but a, a fan of the universe. I'm not going to try to tell you like what the force is or isn't what the dark side actually represents or like, you know, uh, thematically what it all means. But I am going to say that the best writers of star Wars historically have been the ones to, um, explore those concepts in more depth and, um, balance that, like that pulpy having fun with it attitude with, um, you know, like trying to figure it out a little bit more yeah. uh, in these, I think it's some a of the extended stuff, but also some to... of the mainline stuff sometimes. Right. I guess it is, it is a tough balance, I guess, remaining true to the, as you say, like the roots and also telling like a grounded story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds weird because they, I did, it is very obvious that they did try to make the characters on both sides complex with their own motivations. Um, even, even um you know some of the good guys um you know there's like a traitor on the team and then there's the other guy who's talking about you know um, morally dubious people yeah dubious things for the sake of of good um so they do try but i guess overall i just noticed that that some of the villains just seemed like like i said mustache twirling characters Mm -hmm. Um, and that is is completely true to the star wars universe but also i think in universe, the imperial system, the as the, the hierarchy we were talking about, the cutthroat might world create those of the empire would absolutely naturally. create people who, like like in corporate hierarchies in our real world, succeed by you know right. stepping and on like other in people. you know a fascist society too, like you yes, know, uh, you know World War Two uh, Germany informing on your neighbors and you know like yeah. Um, doing, doing morally questionable, outright villainous things to, uh, get an upper hand in your society for sure. Yeah. Um, but it just goes to show, show. yeah, just to show that like 
you can absolutely humanize any character, no matter what their actions are, and still make them either ultimately heroic or despicable. And you understand that as a as a viewer, hopefully. Uh, you don't like, you know, fall in love with the villain because they're, yeah, they're I mean, actually even like got, hurting people. Right. Corn um, is a piece of shit, but you understand him at least. I understand like, him and I almost sympathize with him a little bit, yeah. but also wish him the worst, but right. also wish him the best. <laughs> I don't, you know? Exactly. So like you can that's what makes a good show, I think, is, is exactly that, at the that end of the day, I was writing. interested in every character on the screen. Mm hmm. Yeah, sure. See, Andrew was good. Thanks. Sorry, sorry. This is the first time I spoke. On no, the show, you're good. So you're I good. To, I had to go in a little bit. Some good discussion for sure. I'm looking forward to the continuing adventures of casting Andor. That was Chandor. That's Chandor. Yeah, Chandor. yeah Chandor. John. Yeah, I guess I will do my non-video game one. Uh, I've seen a little movie this year called um, uh, Everything. Terrifier Two. Well, hold on. That's honorable mention. <laughs> oh, shit. No way. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, man. I forgot about this one. Uh, this wasn't an, uh, honorable for me as well. This okay. definitely has got to be an honorable one for me, even though I forgot about it. A uh, fun movie. Uh, Very know, funny, right? Movie. Just hysterical all the pretty, way through. Very funny. I forgot <laughs> the director's names, but they did uh, other, other hit movies, I'm such as Jordan uh, Swiss Army Man. Yes. Duo. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it was a duo who did Swiss Army Man. Um, and yeah, just just a real uh, imaginative, kind of out of the box, uh, kung fu mixed with this kind of like crazy uh, sci-fi like body jumper concept mixed with like a, trauma. Yeah, mixed with family. like a heartfelt like family generational yeah. trauma. Yeah, hysterical. Just, just all these things, and you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just you hear, it and you're like, "How does that work?" And and I don't know, it just does. Cool. This movie's been on my list um, all year to watch. I just haven't yet. Oh, you haven't seen it? It's fantastic. Yeah, you guys who put it on your honorable mention. I mean, what do you? Fantastic movie. I, I loved it. I mean, it definitely, uh, definitely resonated the uh, the generational trauma stuff and. Um, uh, yeah, sick sci-fi concept. Really cool sci-fi concept, and uh, great, uh, great acting. Not that they're dissimilar, but they're certainly not totally similar. But I, I like this movie much in the same way that I like Kung Fu Hustle, because <laughs> um, they're both just hysterical knee slapper comedies all the way through. Well, Kung Fu Hustle. Well, is I mean, they're both. Though. They are both pretty funny, but just just. <laughs> outrageous kung fu uh but in there yeah mixed like an actual like serious uh heartfelt story yeah i'm just busting your balls yeah no i could see that um comparison i think i think my uh my tldr from my spiel on it when it first came out was um like the one thing i criticized was maybe that it it felt like it had those multiple endings you know like it like it kept trying to end and didn't um but that ultimately like I wish there were more movies as creative and, uh, you know, brave in terms of like courageous in terms of what they're willing to go do as this movie, you know, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Uh, yep. so me and Vito already have two on the board. So let's hear another one for the rest of you three. Kind of yikes. I have a quick one. 
Okay. Um, I just wanted to uh, say, in terms of the most uh, entirely competent and like solid day of fun with a friend you could have from this year, it's it's to me for me it's hard to beat uh, Escape Academy. Oh yeah. Um, that may have been have been forgotten, especially by people who were supposed to play it together. Yeah, me and, Je- uh, but- <laughs> me and uh, Greg really enjoyed that. That was an honor yeah, 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 for yeah. me. Um, it's just like all well designed puzzles uh, that I think are in the sweet spot of uh, obtuseness and uh, theming. So, but I like I would take especially game the after theming, game. Of, like it, it was a lot yeah, of fun. yeah. They like, tie it together with something that yeah, it makes it. Uh, very very sweet as an experience um so i would i would definitely take more games of this same quality and tone from this developer or anyone you know like this this type of game over and over again i could see making one every year and i'd play it you know it was Um, a great game and like you said great experience yeah that is enough for me uh greg and john uh it's an honorable mention for me i should say um greg and john what do you guys got hey john go ahead oh okay all I'll right bring, i'll bring up the rear gotcha uh in video game news now this is a game that had existed before but it officially came out this year and we we played through it and some would say we even beat it i'm talking about grounded i would definitely say we beat it it's an honorable mention what? for me Really though, um, really though, why do you guys keep saying we beat it? Because we did. Um, but this was a game that I don't even remember when it started off in early access. But it was obviously um, something that I, that, you know, caught our eye instantly. We we got it when it you know came out. What August twenty twenty, right? It was like fall a year or two ago. That sounds about right. But yeah, then we kind of patiently, we checked up every now and then, we kind of patiently waited for it to come out, and I'm glad we did. The 1.0 came out, and uh, Andy, uh, myself, Flask, and, and Alex, uh, we, we, we played through it, and it was, it was a great time. Yeah, no, I think it, it really nailed it. You know, um, its biggest competitor in the survival space right now is Valheim, so it's hard not to compare the two. You know, Valheim probably has the win and just survival game mechanics, like the food, the crafting, the building. Um, yeah. It's a lot more in-depth than maybe interesting in Valheim. The Grounded did have good systems, but Grounded really nailed the world feel more than anything else for me. I loved the world in Grounded. It always was, Absolutely. It, it always was a, a treat to just run around and explore things with your friends. And it felt like a big deal when, say, Fuck, we can go on top of the picnic table now and see what's up there. Oh wait, we can go yeah. to the sandbox now. You know what I mean? Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, each new area was it was fun. Just just getting there was fun. And then, you know, just taking it all in, yeah, just added to the game. They really executed uh, well on that concept. Like they I th- that's why like the the idea of a sequel for me is almost like there's no way because what else are they gonna do? Like they right. they did just about everything you could with the honey I shrunk the kids small children in a backyard concept hmm. yeah i agree um i mean if they really forced it yeah you could set it in like inside a house or like in just a completely different environment mm-hmm. but I, I and i'm sure they, i don't know 
I, I think it is okay just being this. Yes, you know, something like that. Yeah. Alien. Right. I think it's I think it's okay being this. You know, Obsidian, I'm sure they got other things on their plate. But uh yeah, they, they did a great job. I, I enjoyed it. It's a concept that you think would would have been done already in you know, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids. But it, it it just really hasn't and they, they pulled it off. Oh, and also and I, just I have a, a lot of fun playing through it. Random highlight because so many survival games have this. Just I love not not that procedural generation is bad in general, but like I love that this is a game where everything was handcrafted. There was no procedural generation in the game at all. Um, yeah, and I mean that goes a huge way to you know having the sense of like oh this is like oh we get to explore the picnic table because you knew something cool would be up there. Right, um, a sense of intentionality right. to the world design. Yeah, and you're, and you're right. It definitely wouldn't work with every survival game but for this one it totally does i yeah. couldn't imagine in any other way um all right yeah grounded greg what's your second up hey it's an anime who would have guessed right me it is not one piece what oh. yeah crazy right uh i decided to uh i decided to change it up uh I went with Kaguya-sama, Love is War, Season 3. That came out okay. in June. Season 3. Uh, I've talked about this. Uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in one of my ups, uh, like, maybe a year or two ago. I really don't know. Uh, but it's a, it's a rom-com. Uh, I like those. Some of them, I should say. Some are good, pretty good. But is the best. It's a uh, 13 episodes uh, this season. And it uh, just kept getting every episode just kept getting better and better. Wow. I I definitely it's it's the pinnacle rom com, kids. Yeah, this one was Jeez. a uh, honorable recommend for me. Thank you, Andy. I'm glad. I'm kidding. I uh, I threatened to watch Kaguya-sama like a year ago, and I haven't. A year yet. ago, but you're saying it's the best. I think, in your opinion, from me, you hear this right now. I think it is the best. The manga also finished this year. The manga oh. was was Chef's Kiss. So Flask, I know you're you're more of a of a paper person. So if you want to if you want to give that a read, I right. recommend it. Damn. Okay. Because I really like that manga. I even thought about it going and getting the actual physical manga for that to have it. Whew. Um, That's exciting. That's exciting. Cool. Probably gets on the Love of War season three. I don't know if anybody has the docket open, but if you know the spelling of that, please correct it. Uh, okay. I will start us off and knock a, f- a few people's lists down, I'm sure. Elden Ring. No, sorry. Nah, and, sorry uh, dude. John? Nobody else had that on their bang. list? <laughs> nope. Not I'll be honest. It was a, it was a last minute switcheroo. Is that an, an honorable mention for anybody else? Well, it's yes, my, that's my one down. It it absolutely oh, deserves I mean, to be yeah. enough for this year. I just I wanted to put other things on the no, that's the that's, five. That's, that's I good. wanted so it like, absolutely uh, is an honorable mention. Mm, this is your yeah. game of the year, huh? I mean, there's many yeah, ways yeah. I could talk about Elden Ring, and I'm sure we've done it all on the podcast before. But just to get us down to brass tacks, to bring us down to ground level set us down on the earth. I just can't deny how much it just captured my attention and how much fun it gave me as I was playing my first playthrough, co-oping with my friends through their first playthrough, doing follow-on playthroughs, 
and even recently, as of last night, doing seamless co-op mod stuff. Um, you know, we can quibble about comparing this to other Dark Souls games, about the pluses and minuses of the open world format. But overall, I think this game, it's an achievement in, in how far it was hyped and then actually delivering on the hype in a really satisfying way. Um, that really can't be said enough, yeah. Yeah. I had this on my list um, and I felt a little weird having it there too, because I was like, you know, everyone else in this room other than John has put way more time into the game, beating it multiple times, even understand. Yeah, I don't know me. Did you beat it? Did you play it? Oh, no. <laughs> right. Uh, and, uh, you know, everyone else understands the game more and the layers and the story. I haven't beat it yet. Um, I did pick it up this week again and I'm making my way, oh my but God. it was in my steam. It's my most played game of the year on steam and I have 90 hours in it. So <laughs> I was like, you know, why the fuck shouldn't this be in my top five? And then I changed it because I was like, you know what? This is not our top five favorite things of the year. It's like your top five recommendations and everyone's going to recommend Elden Ring. So I, I threw something else in there instead. Um, something that maybe, d- uh, deserves some attention, you know? But wait, you said unique. Elden Rings are down, though. No, I was joking about that. Oh, you, okay, you, you could okay. say you could say it's an honorable mention. I was saying that it was on my. Right, it right, was one yeah. of my ups, and then I I changed it out kind of last minute. All right. Anyone else? Oh, no, it's, it's, oh sorry, great game though. Yeah, no, great game. Elden Ring. Who's next? All um, right. Oh. Instead of Elden Ring. I played a real good game this year. <laughs> Maybe you heard of it. It's called God of War Ragnarok. I have. Is that a, is that a new one? Is that a uh, that's a PlayStation One game, right? That's John, a new. I've game. heard of it. New game, Vito. You've heard of it. I've heard of it. You've heard yeah. it honorably. You've heard it numberly. Oh, I heard it numberly. Oh, he's heard it numberly, folks. That's a, that's a that's a one up for me. Thank you, thank you. But wow, uh, Vito really got hit by know, the recency bias. With this God of War no. versus Elden Ring. No, 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 no. We're going to do our own God of War podcast and crush anything you've ever done in your life, first yeah, of all. Yeah, facts. Uh, I feel <laughs> like that second step is not necessary. <laughs> first second one, of all, sure. it's happening. You know, I picked this one. You know, I as you guys know, I've said it over and over. Uh, God of War 2018, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I was like, you know, I'm sure this one's going to be good, but are they going to be able to top it? You know, are they going to make it better? And I think they did. Blown out the fucking water. I think they really did. Um, I, I love Ragnarok, and obviously it is a recency thing there too, but uh, I think this one's going to stand the test of time. I mean, just these two games by themselves. I don't know. And I'm also, I'm, you know, it's just it was a strange choice, some might say, but I am, I'm glad that this was just two games and, and mm-hmm. not a trilogy. Because uh, they very easily, there was, uh, I don't know, there was one scene in the game where, I, s- I swear, it felt like it was like meant to be like the end of the game, and then they were just going to like, kind of fuck you over and make you wait another like th- four years until until number three. But I'm just very glad they didn't. It was, and, but it didn't feel rushed either. It didn't feel like... It's not like, a short oh, game. Yeah, it's either. not short. It's not. Yeah, it's not like they said, "Oh, we got to cram this all together and get it done." It was a full I mean, ass it's, game. It's a big game too, 
That's funny. Um, I've heard that exactly what you said, John, that there's a point where it seems like it would have ended if it was a trilogy and yet they continued. I've heard that leveled as a criticism also that people find well, it too long and that it not that it should have been three games, but that this game should have been better constructed or paced or something like maybe edited or something like that. For sure. Cause there, I mean, there's definitely I, I'll, I'll tell it to be later. I'm spoiling. There was like a scene where I straight up was like, Wait a minute. Like I knew in my head that it wasn't going to end there, but I was like, is it going to end right here? Because it, it was just too perfect. Hmm. Uh, but it didn't. It went on. And then it didn't go on too much longer after that. It wasn't like crazy. I'm not going to, you know. So it didn't feel so. like two games packed into one. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But like, you know, knowing them, they could have. Especially with the, you know, the kind of the, I don't want to go on too long, but the classic God of War formula, you know, um, the the PlayStation games, you know, is, you start the game, you're you're really powerful, you have all the stuff you had last game, and then somebody kills you and you lose all your powers and you gotta like climb out of hell and then start again. And I could you know, I could I could have seen them doing that, like you're very powerful man at two, you see the scene, and then, you know, somehow you get knocked back and you know, stuff like that. But they didn't do that. Two games, it worked great. I really don't have any complaints about the game. I mean, I'm sure I could really nitpick if I wanted to, but like it was just a great game. And you know what? And on top of it, I always talk about this when I, when I talk about games that I like. It's just a solid game. You know, there's no DLC down the line. They've already said they don't want to do any DLC. There's no microtransactions to buy, you know, extra cool Kratos skins. Not even cow. You just, you just paid. The, well, I'm a little disappointed there's no fun unlockable skins like that. But There's almost too much shit in this game. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to do, but I mean, it's just, you, you paid your money, you got the game, that's it. There's no further transaction, Yeah, and I love that. Um, yeah, dude, this this is like what a AAA game should be. It was incredible on every level, the gameplay, the polish. Um, one of the best stories in video games, easily. Um, like... You know, up there with Red Dead Redemption 2, The Last of Us. I, you know, I... I would agree if someone said it's better than those, honestly. Um, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. No jokes. I got a war 2018. I, I did like a lot and I really feel like this just blew it out the water. Um, wow. Yeah. We'll talk about it on a separate pod most hopefully soon. Uh, but it was just really cool. And I got to play my girlfriend watched me play every minute of the game. And it was, she enjoyed, she enjoyed the story. Um, you know, there was a couple times where I was like, you know, a freaking tear came to my eye. Very emotional, very uh, personal story. Um, Did she like make yeah. fun of you? Yeah, if I could butt in, uh, this one's on my download. Are you kidding me? She was bawling. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought this one was a miss. Um, there's <laughs> <laughs> Swinging a miss. You know, there's something like eight got a war game. And like at a certain point, it's like, you know, how much more can you say? Like, how much more can you do with that? So, uh, really, I think the best thing about this game was that it, like, like you guys kind of alluded to in your, in your segments, uh, is that it kind of ended the series there. Um, so maybe they'll come up with new ideas going, going forward. Maybe. Strong disagree. No, nah, I'm kidding. I haven't played it, obviously, but, um, you know, everything, everything, uh, I've heard says that this is going to be, uh, this would be a great ass game. For me to play um i definitely recommend I everybody one is available on steam now i think maybe i'll mm -hmm. 
Maybe I'll still get a little bit and see if that price comes down. Uh, our friend Knoxville recently played in. He he seems to really like it. It's definitely on my on my list of things to check out in the next year, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We know eventually this probably will come to the PC. So get get in on twenty eighteen, whenever you can. More like God, a chore. Looking at my All list right. in front of me, I see. <laughs> I'm waiting to your next thing. See three things on the board except for Flask and Greg. I'll throw one in. Okay. Uh, in fact, this is a real wrench to throw in the teeth of the gears of this podcast. Uh, I'm really going to jam you guys up oh, with gears a real of sick freak of a recommendation here. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this Intrigue? is actually a weird one. I recommend uh, a Christmas story Christmas, the sequel to what a Christmas story that was made this year. About? <laughs> Who are you? I took some massive sanity damage from that. What? They made a Christmas Story Christmas. A 2022 Christmas Story Yeah, I, that's crazy. Yes, there is. And I specified the sequel that was made this year because there, there were actually other continuations and other adaptations of, uh, of uh, Gene oh, Shepard's stories over the years. It's um, the eighth installment in the Parker Family Saga franchise? Don't worry, don't worry about that. It's not... <laughs> it doesn't fuck, matter. Dude. Like that. That's not a thing. People just oh my consider God. all of the sequels like for some reason... They're not together. This also, I don't think this has anything to do with like Gene Shepard's original stories, like the the one that was made into a Christmas story. Um, he just cannot have a good Christmas, can he? Uh, but none, as far as I know, aside from this one, attempted to bring back as many actors as possible from a Christmas story. Um, sort of become like like be such a direct sequel. Uh, and of course they. Uh, they got Peter Billingsley, or in fact, I, I shouldn't say they got, because uh, he was definitely involved in the, um, the creation of this particular sequel. Uh, Peter Billingsley as an older Ralphie. Um, I don't know about any of you, but uh, TNT or TBS's uh, all-day Christmas Story marathon that they do every year—that was a staple in my household on Christmas Day Same. when I was a kid. Of course, yeah. Um, like practically a family tradition. So you had the same, same thing, here. Andy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I never considered it like precious. Um, <laughs> uh, it was never like beloved to the point of, you know, I, it, it was, it was a fun movie to watch every year. Um, I, I but it inevitably exactly became mentality. Okay. Okay. But it, of course it inevitably, inevitably became somewhat classic and dear to me because of that repetition every year. Yes. Um, and it meant something to my family uh, so I only decided to watch this sequel because it was it was getting good feedback and it brought back Billingsley you know he was part of it uh, but I was pleasantly surprised uh, like okay. it's unlikely to reach the same level of uh, memorability and, and staying power as the original I don't think it'll ever get there but it's definitely wholesome uh, it can be funny at times and it doesn't really fumble anything, uh, which I think a lot of the sequels did. I haven't seen any other ones, but I think a lot of the sequels were like just trying to recapture that same feeling and not getting it at all. This probably comes the closest, I would imagine. It doesn't really fumble anything about the about its makeup um, and the sentiment of of the film feels earned. Uh, so it's a, I think it's a worthy sequel to Christmas Story. The name is kind of odd, A Christmas Story Christmas, but whatever. Yeah. 
It sounded just... like you just made all this up, like usual. <laughs> like usual. Yeah, I'm not buying this one, but nice okay. try. All right. Well, that's you got cool. Me. I never saw the original Christmas story. Um, obviously, I know of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, next it's year, pal. Yeah, it's a. It's from the '80s. It's uh It's a good. It's you know. It's not like super special, super like emotionally deep. It's just a fun comedy movie for uh throwing on a Christmas day, you know, because it's airing on Talking the, about the, the original channel. or the, the A Christmas one. story. The original. Oh, I heard heard it's like one of the best Christmas movies of all time. Yeah, I mean yeah. people say that, but Yeah. Like, but that's like I, I sh- I'll shoot your eye out, isn't that a quote from I, that yes. movie? I think yeah. I think a lot of that is because of exactly what Flash said. A lot of just households mm-hmm. having like that tradition of playing the movie because right. it's Low on twenty four seven. Uh, it's exactly. it's Thank there's you. no like there's no way to have a an authentic Christmas classic because the exact same thing happened with a wonder uh it's a wonderful life where the only reason it was played so much was because of the rights lapsed or whatever like the rights weren't correct so it could just be played on TV in syndication uh or whatever and like uh, yeah, yeah. so things become classics just because we experience them and it, they become tradition to us and, and they become beloved, even though maybe they're not a perfect movie. You know, you wouldn't say they're like a uh, stellar as a, as a, as a film, you know? Um, yeah, but it's who you watch them with and exactly. the time of year and yeah, not, yada, bad, yada. Not, not a bad movie either though. No, no. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that good. Hey, you know what? Why don't you watch it, and the next year you come back, you put it on your ups. <laughs> Thanks. All right, I'll do that. All right. We'll be out of and time. And also check out A Christmas Story Christmas. Greg, I need a third up from you. Rats. Plague <laughs> Requiem? <laughs> Rat. <laughs> I like Plague Tale. It was, it's, a, it's my game of the oh, year man. since... I love Playtella. It's a really good game. I recommend it. I'm sorry, Greg. It, it I, didn't win any awards, so I guess you're wrong. Yeah, I know. Uh, stupid God of War won everything. Or, you know, should I say hogged everything? Bum, bum, bum. Uh, yeah, I recommend it. It's a great game, great story. People think it's a walking simulator. It's uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, you just murder people, and then murder people with rats. It's a murder and simulator. It's a murder saying. simulator. I highly recommend. Great music, too. I'm going to get great. around to it one day. I was going to get around to it, and then Game Pass took the original one off. So Why would they do that? I know. I would have played both of them back-to-back, but that's how they get you. Luckily, EGS gave it away for free at one you. point, so I have the original. One point? Oh, you, you could give me it. It's mine. I uh, I can't recommend it enough. That's, yeah. Okay. We've reset the board. Everybody's fresh. Anybody got one that's at the tip of their tongue? Uh, I'll throw up. Um, throw up. I'll throw up our our flag. Our flag means death. That was a good show. Oh, you're doing that one, huh? You make yeah. that up? No, it's a real show. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really get a a ton of buzz. Um, was fuck? I can't even remember. Was this on Netflix? No, was HBO. It, uh, HBO, yeah, it was on HBO Max, and uh, it's got uh, Reese right. Darby and uh, Taita Watiti, and uh, it was just a super wholesome, funny 
a cozy show. And I was also very entertained and, and I, I really want a second season and I think they already have been filming it. Um, just a uh, big recommend. Another one I still haven't gone to that I have to do because my friends recommended blah, blah, blah. It's like low key. Like, like, you know, it's, it's very low key chill. Um, the stakes aren't like crazy high. It's, it's a comedy, but it's like very, uh, wholesome. Um, I know I keep throwing that word around, but it (laughs) is. All right. Okay. Flag means death. Uh, I will throw out another one. Uh, this one's maybe on other lists as well. The Dark and Darker Playtest. No. I guess just well, more... you can't put this on your list. I guess you can't. You now. Yeah, dude, what the fuck is wrong with this, you? What are you, what are you doing? Are you serious right now? This game had two playtests this Being year. Real joker. Uh, what what can I say? Again, like you know, the game I've talked a lot about on the podcast. So I don't want to retread discussion. But like Elden Ring, I can kind of boil it down to just the brass tags, the ground floor, whatever. Um, I I don't think that I like games like Escape from Tarkov. I've never played it, but if you like lay it all on paper, and people have to me many times, it just sounds terrible. It sounds just like super grindy, sounds unrewarding, doesn't sound fun. But there's something about that magic that, for me, that when you mix it with a D&D, as in Dungeons & Dragons, focus uh, style to aesthetic, class design and combat uh i'm like all of a sudden interested and it like sucks away the time for me uh, i had so much fun playing uh with you guys uh what the veto uh set out missed the whole play second play test yeah I was, um, I, and i i was addicted to you. the first one i just it was the holiday week it was it was bad yeah just, i couldn't couldn't find time for it but yeah dark and uh, yeah, th- what you said ex- is exactly what I was thinking about, like, at, near the end of the playtest and after it, how there's some confluence of elements to this game that just makes it, like, special and addicting to me, whereas others was, was exactly what you said. Others wouldn't be if they were, like, slightly different, like Tark- Tarkov. Right. Uh, but this one just does it right somehow. And yeah. if you removed any one of those elements, I'd be like, oh, that's that's a loss. That's a legitimate, like, it wouldn't be the same game. Yeah, but there's exactly. just like everything works together so well. That's very surprising. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People might not agree with me on this, but I I really appreciate in the same way that you were talking about breakers earlier, the kind of jank in that game. Um, I, I don't know what it is about jank. Sometimes the right amount of jank <laughs> that can be yeah. enjoyable. Um, I feel like it just puts everybody on the same level. Like we're all dealing with the same jank, and it's like who could be best at it um master that's something the jank. i like about that about that game you know the sweet the way you swing your sword and the way you you could block but not really um right it's not like a perfect game in several respects yeah and that's but everyone's dealing fun. with that that same system and mm-hmm. the system doesn't seem unfair it just seems not the most polished is all and we're all dealing with it on the same level Agreed. That's just my two cents. No, I smell that. I smell that. Uh, who else? We got. Uh, I got one that'll surprise you all. Will surprise us. Greg, surprise me. Uh, I I was thinking about. I thought about it hard, 
Callisto Protocol, dude. Ooh, I always kind of recommend uh, this game. I'm gonna say it's kind of surprising for me because I felt like you That's... were. Uh, you like to get that's exactly the impression uh, I, was, I got I from your round it, table. Was, was like, you're disappointed with it, maybe. Yeah, but then I really I was thinking about it, and while uh, I think my main issue of it being that the last boss kind of you know sucked really bad, uh, the really the experience to get there I enjoyed, and I I feel like I could I could recommend uh, I could recommend it. Cool. You gave it like Sometimes a it, seven point five, right out of ten. Yeah, seven, like score. definitely keep it at that. A seven point five game, definitely recommend. I recommend, recommend buying it on a sale. There you go. That's a good way to recommend it. Yeah, I think that's chill. Sometimes, like I experience something, and in real time, I might not be enjoying it all the way. But then, like on reflection, I don't know. Maybe that's and maybe that's maybe there's something wrong with that too. But. I, I, I do feel that way about a lot of things. Yeah, like, my main issue, I feel, or with Callisto, is, or one of the big issues I didn't like, is they don't have a new game plus in that game. And that game really needs a new game plus. Because, hmm. uh, well, well, one thing like you can't... a small issue, so... Well, so, uh, but they're gonna add a new game plus, I think, at like in, like, January, February. So that's basically, they're gonna, they were gonna add it, like, that was on their, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, Map roadmap. Yeah, the roadmap. Thank you. That was that's on that's like the, one of the first things on the roadmap besides like bug bug fixes and whatnot. It's like why didn't you just add that in, man? Because they were. I feel like being that crunched game. to death. <laughs> right. To yeah, get that's out before true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I you're right. I did forget that they uh they are they were crunched. This is on the opposite spectrum of like AAA games from you know Ragnarok. Yeah. Okay. What's the protocol? Yeah. Rickman. I've got so, uh, John and Flask down one on the board. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number four is uh, Pentiment. Uh, gotta, okay. I got to recommend Pentiment. I think this tops the list of games this year that I most want to see the same creative team tackle another project after. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, I, I yeah, most want to see yeah. this same team be, like get more stuff. Or do more stuff. Um, actually, maybe dukes it out for that top slot with uh, Signalis because I also want to see that those that duo make more stuff. But still, Pentiment was the one I I thought realized a time and place most expertly. Um, there are also things I like about it that I I can't even talk about due to spoilers. But suffice to say, it's a breath of fresh air into its niche of non combat RPGs. Um, yeah, I'd love to see more games like it. Uh, what it represents to me is that there are so many stories you can tell with uh, game mechanics of it, like of any level, and you don't even need like voice acting. There's stuff you don't need to have in your game, and it's still very effective. I um, love and you can do so many things. I love that this is a small, ostensibly what would be an indie game under any other circumstances financed by a big company like obsidian just a passion project yes. from one of their lead creators um and it's doing well um from what from all i can see um always celebrate when like you get like the one vision product come out i barely played this game I, i'm actually intending on restarting it because i started and stepped away for a while but just for that alone like how much i like 
that it was a passion project. It turned out well, and I want to see more of it. I kind of I threw it on my honorable mentions as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also I couldn't elevate it to an up because I haven't really played it. But this is a game that I feel right. like probably would have been one of my ups if I had played it before this podcast. I could see that, and that's 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 another thing is that like <clears throat> I could also see this game not appealing to certain people just because it's not either the mechanics, the setting, the the way it's uh the way it progresses, anything might not appeal to somebody. But that's also kind of the point is that like I loved the era in like the 90s and 2000s when these types of smaller games would come out that have some studio budget behind them. Maybe not a lot like a triple A, mm-hmm. but like some like a double A game. Uh, I love those types of things. And especially uh, they would often have that uh, more singular or more um, pointed creative vision behind them and so like i would love to see more games like that come out um, that don't even need to appeal to everybody pentiment pentiment john fourth up fourth up little game that came out of nowhere well at least for me this year uh shadow over loathing oh yeah oh this one huh is, um, I don't want to call it a sequel because it has nothing to do with the prior games, really. But you know, in the, in the same universe as uh, West of Loathing, uh, in the in the Kingdom of Loathing, uh, online. Is it in uh, the same universe, like as in as is as in a universe that it takes place in, like the setting? I just yeah, I, just I mean, like I believe there aesthetic. is references to the other stuff. Oh, I mean, okay. but you know, obviously they take place in different years and i don't know when the fuck kingdom of loathing would take place during right okay uh, yeah i believe they all are in the same sort of universe i guess kingdom yeah, of loathing game... would be like hundreds of years before right like it'll probably be like the mm-hmm. metal era and you're in like the western era yeah now. yeah um but yeah this game came out in november uh and i you know i played west of loathing um I wasn't following the series or anything. I had absolutely no idea they were even coming out with another game, let alone that it was coming out, uh, you know, this year. And when it did, it was just a little bit of serendipity. It just, boom, popped up. I picked it up, and I, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, you have had any sort of experience with, uh, you know, those prior games before? One's going to fit right in. It's just more of the same in a, in a good way. It's a different yeah. setting. Um, I think I will pick this one up I, at some point. Um, I played uh, Kingdom of Loathing back on the browser back in the day with Blast, and I always liked the aesthetic and the style, so I'm sure I would I would really like this. Yeah, this one was Loathing to the matter which one you play first, but uh, yeah, both great. I did mention this last time. I think we brought this up the Loathing franchise, but one of the parts I liked most about the Loathing franchise is the freedom to do whatever the hell they wanted to do with like assets and stuff like that, because everything yeah. is a stick drawing. So they could just, they didn't have to like have three people design a new prop for the game. They could just right. draw this little shitty stick drawing and that would be a new item or something like that. Like they could do so much stuff in so with so little effort and time because of the art style yeah. and the design aesthetic. Definitely. And, and I the love wacky, that, like, freedom. The wacky world, like, you know, it, it was never too crazy, right? Like back in Kingdom of Loathing, everything always revolved around the concept of like fantasy, medieval, 
right but they they basically could do anything with mm-hmm. their uh world setup as well it's pretty cool yeah final round of weapons yeah. everybody that was shadow over loathing anybody want to <laughs> deliver their final up not that I the final up listeners. is any more special than any others of course this is just the order we're saying right, mm-hmm. right. i just I want to remind our listeners that, that for the Maybe next year special. for 2023 you will be obligated to only play view read whatever things within these uh what is it 25 ups well, right that's what we're doing right, um, yeah, right. so every year you just got to you got to stick to it so when you play yeah, a, all and experience close. all this content you may graduate to whatever well don't i have some good news for you all then with <laughs> oh, my shit. next one out <laughs> oh, i know what it is everybody does guess what Say, i lied to you everybody it's one piece life experience Dude, that was literally you know what's funny is i look back and that was like uh almost all most of my year was just watching one piece yeah dude uh, the whole yeah, Discord. This was the year. year of the One Piece. Like uh, this was the year of the One Piece. Knoxville and John, you guys are what, like halfway through now, almost exactly. Yeah. Really uh, yeah. Five yeah. Well, I mean, you, five, you've seen five, it all. Twenty something. Really, Knoxville. I mean, right. Right. Yeah. Dude, I I mean, I literally talked about it every week on this podcast. Here, One Piece is really, really good. So I can't is, recommend it enough. This is like the. So did a season come out this year? It's always yeah. there's always content coming out. It's, it's always coming out. What do you Vito? Mean come on, Vito. I don't know how anime well, works. The manga is it's still just ongoing, and the anime right. is just a little bit behind you, the manga. You, you, I knew that, but I wasn't being sure. Silly. All right, first of all, they don't all work the same. All right. Second of all, it's a weekly show. It comes out every goddamn week, and it has been for the last twenty years. Twenty years. Oh, so does it even have seasons? Like, does it take weeks off? Does it have seasons? It seasons. No, yeah. it ain't no seasonal bullshit, dude. That's every week. Every week. Well, the episode the arcs. The arcs are split up as seasons. Well, they yeah, have arcs. But no, but it is every week. And then occasionally uh they they may have a like uh that's why they we have those like, like flashback episodes or that's why they have like uh those like off stories that we always complain about when me and Knox are watching or like fucking four episodes in a row, which is flashback. So the that's staff like them, could get a vacation. Yeah, that's like them taking a break. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a weekly show, and that and that's also why, you know, to, you know, because it's following the manga, it's on average not always like this, but on average it's three episodes per chapter of the manga, so they're really stretching it out. Um, yeah, it's a weekly show. Yeah. But hey, guess what, Greg? Next week is I think a clip show, so you. <laughs> Thank God. So at, e- even after I'm, an arc finishes, they don't like stop showing for a month or something like that. No, hell no. No, that's pretty cool. I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of. Uh, well, yes and no because it, like because of that is why like you know it's so drawn out and why they show like five minutes of actual episode like every you know right. twenty minute episode. They got to keep churning them out every week. Since I this guess is it's like, also nice because you always got something to look forward to on Sundays. I wonder how far ahead yeah. they are. Like at all times. Uh, they I are 20 chapters uh, No, sorry, I meant the production. Anime-wise. Like the, oh, oh. Like when They've you been see yeah, coasting on X. the edge of ruin for right. this entire time. I mean, I wonder too, because yeah, obviously they do have a healthy enough room where they could, you know, do, you know, a couple 
10 episodes ahead if they, if they you know, wanted to. But yeah, that's a good question. I mean, surely it's not like a week to air, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, draw, no, drawing takes I time. I don't think so. Know? Though, like, you know, South Park famously did that. I, right. I don't know if they still do. I, uh, but yeah, uh, Wano is the Arkansas now. Uh, I like I like I said earlier, I love Wano. I it might be my favorite. Uh, Dressrosa, I think, is still my favorite art. But this is depending how if it's animated real nice, which I come on now. I mean, I think I I think Wano is gonna beat Dressrosa for me. Cool. And I love Dressrosa. Don Quixote, really good, dude. We're getting to the end of it. It's I'm excited. I just want to say. Because it is the final talk of One Piece for the year, the year of One Piece. Um, <laughs> that uh, it's because it's kind of become a running gag, the One Piece thing, like on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've sort of lost touch with this, but I just want to reiterate that I completely agree with Greg. It's an awesome, like, it deserves, I think, to be at the top of the pile uh, of like manga and anime. Like it is just that good consistently. Yeah, I would it love, is. reading. I don't know, man. Like I would watch a curated, abridged One Piece without sure. all of the filler. Yeah. Not not to say the filler is ever bad. I'm not saying that at all. It, it's just a thousand episodes. Like like Greg said, even watching it as obsessively as he did as a huge anime fan took him nine months to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably better off reading it. Probably yeah, that's yeah, why. That's I why blew, I prefer reading I blew manga. through uh, reading it. Um, but yeah, did I? I definitely think it's it stands at the top. It uh, definitely like reading it and watching it. I've realized I've watched a lot of really shitty anime yeah. over the years. Yeah, yeah, because it, because it's just that um, good. Yeah, it's like the story. Uh, characters blow these blow a lot of the shit I've watched out of the water. Would you say and yet it manages to remain so broadly appealing and like cartoony, and yet it's so good yeah. in those elements you just said? I mean, from somebody who hasn't watched it, I think one achievement is that like it seems to like still be interesting, you guys, after a thousand episodes of content. So, like, clearly, it's not right. getting tedious or boring. I remember or years ago, again. like two. Maybe two, three years ago, there was a guy at my job. Uh, he worked in the bakery, and he would never shut up about One Piece, and I hated <laughs> him for it. I was like, dude, one, I, he was just telling me how good it was. I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit. Now I get it. I totally get it, dude. One Piece is really fucking good. And I, now I've turned into that, that psychopath. Like a curse, it just was... It, it spreads, it, dude. It latched on to me. I love that for you guys. I can't wait till you guys get to two pay, two piece because that's how me and Andy felt. No, really, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two, actually, I mean, re- I mean you know, all all, all jokes and memes aside, anger. That that is exactly like when you talk about it. I do think about how much me and Vito enjoy Twin Peaks. <sighs> right, if we're gonna do, even I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they're at all similar. I'm just saying, like, I was just, just, gonna say, just the vibe. just the feeling of of investing all... so much time into something that it. It takes a, a part of you. It becomes kind of like a part of you somehow, you know. And, and um, it's an influence on your life, unlike a lot of other things, because of how many hours you've put into it. And like One Piece, All like, like Vito was just kind of saying, like it it requires an active investment in the material. You know what I mean? Like you have to like to, to watch Twin Peaks. You got to watch it all. You know what I mean? Like really get it. Like One One Piece, I feel like it's kind of the same way. Like 
You don't start that journey unless you plan to finish it, you know? Or you hop off early. Uh, but yeah, Slayer was, I was just going to say real quick, uh, you know, no, all memes aside and whatnot, uh, Twin Peaks, uh, well, I was going to end up watching it maybe at some point and surprising you guys on the podcast. That would be wild. I, I, but no I mean, longer. if you do do that, will, don't surprise because I, I would just want I would just pop in I will, and watch it with you. I will I say it, uh, it, it, yeah. it, 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 it. It is on my list of many things to watch. I would like to watch my one of my resolutions I want for next year is I want to watch more stuff, not fucking just anime. If anybody ever wants to get into Twin Peaks, what I would recommend is totally fine to jump off whenever you feel like the show's not for you. But if you if you want to give it a serious investment, and I know it's a big ask of your time, I, I feel like you got to finish the first three episodes. I mean, yeah, that's that's uh, that's just common courtesy. That's like an anime rule: three episodes. You don't like it? Get off. And that includes that's your, that's, the hour and a half. That's your pilot. bus ride. That's probably the biggest obstacle to get over. Yeah, it's an hour and a half pilot. Yeah, that's fine. Three episodes, man. All right. Um, my fifth up. You guys would never be able to fucking guess this in, in a million years. Can I try? Yeah, go ahead. Elden Ring again. Um. Hmm. I think it was Elden Ring again. Did you say Elden Ring again? And I was I was thinking in my out loud. I Rita. did say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No wait, I got yeah. it. Yeah, Elden Ring too. That's, Va- that's Vampire Survivors. It is Weird West. That's not uh, even really? a game that thought... you played. Yeah, no, I played it. it. I liked that game. Uh, I think I came yeah, down oh, yeah. a little bit critically on it in some of our podcast discussions. But... I was like, I remember. It... Yeah, you did. I thought you didn't like it that much. Well, I think part of it at the time was the, the like, bugginess or something. Right? Yeah, bugginess, release, yes. I think. Yeah, which looking back, I just really appreciate how much that game like immersed me in its little weird world and made me want to know a lot more about it, even flaws and all. Um, and it kind of hit me in the same spot as like you know we were talking about. Um, what were you saying, Flask? Uh, Pentiment. Um. Mm-hmm kind of hits me in that spot where like i really appreciate this like guy had this vision and he just made it like he made his own studio just to make this game um he, he's well known he i think he was the creative director on prey um but he's from oh, that okay. studio um if not the creative director on prey but he was, he was a well-known mm-hmm. name there he spun off it's still on game pass too yeah no he i think he's funded by microsoft so it'll probably always be there and it's probably a lot better now um a few months ago, he released a uh, official first-person mod for the game. It actually looked really cool. You guys should check it out. Uh, I might play first it again person. in first-person. Huh. Uh, one of the issues the game got criticized for was the aiming, which I didn't have a problem with on PC, but I understand was absolute ass on con- or on the controller. Wait, so just to remind the audience and me, what is the original perspective? It's like an isometric-ish perspective. That's what I thought. Okay, so first person, that's a big change. Well, you know, it's a mod. Yeah, but uh, yeah, when I yeah. when I looked at it, it, it did look good. Like, it looked like it just worked. Okay. I wonder if you could also have a mod, maybe user-made, that, like, Toggles. has the top-down, yeah, or, or top-down during RPG stuff, and then first person you can go during shooting, I guess? Yeah, maybe there could be something. Yeah, like I, I I wonder if it'll look weird first person talking about like NPCs and stuff because they're not meant to be looked at <laughs> that closely. I yeah. Like that. Um, I remember, but you know, it's one of those games where like the developer like wants to stress 
that he wouldn't really call it an open world RPG. He would call it an immersive simulator. Like it's trying to simulate a lot of things uh, with like weird physics and um, quest lines and that kind of thing. And I and I also just like the you know the fucking Wild West cross occult weirdness. It's a fun like vibe. weird fiction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember one of the things you were saying about the game when it came out uh, that turned you off was like uh they did had, had some sort of like seasonal addition yeah that changed the gameplay up but it was like also forced on you yeah and um yeah basically there was a zombie event that just affected my single player game that like i didn't i think they eventually implemented an opt-out feature but when i played it wasn't opt-out not that i wanted opt-out it was just kind of weird that it was like imposed on me in also, that I wasn't permanent. Like, if somebody played the game two or three weeks later, they might have a different experience. I don't know how much right. they do that anymore. I haven't played it anytime recently. Um, I'd be curious to see if their attitude around that changed at all. You're right. So this seems like one of those games that would have been, uh, like, at best, a hesitant recommend at the time, but it's one of those games that has to improve with age. So yeah. it's got to become, like, it's, it would become, like, a definite recommend. Yeah, then, you know, just looking at the sea of stuff that came out in 2022, it did just percolate to the top as, like, a genuinely interesting and unique game that um, I got invested in. I'll throw my uh, my last up. up. What's up? Uh, neon White. Cool. Neon White. Here oh, boy. Go. Neon White. Um, this was the game didn't that... didn't win like, any I... awards either, right? Uh, no. Because mm. both Indie Awards went to Stray, and then it wasn't even nominated for Soundtrack, which is absurd. Or like Neon Bite. Oh, shit. Um, no. Um, yeah, dude, <laughs> fucking super unique speedrunning, first-person shooter, platforming gameplay. It's just a really cool concept. Um... I love games with fun movement tech, and that's just like this whole game. Uh, very cool vaporwave aesthetic, and just an incredible original game soundtrack by Machine Girl. Really, definitely should have got some attention at the Game Awards. I'm not sure why I didn't. You guys don't understand, uh, listeners. Anytime we're not on the podcast, all you can talk about is its lack of nomination for sound and music Dude, at the I Game Awards. I can't believe it. I, I'm, 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 maybe I'm more upset that it, that end it didn't get either of the Indie Game Awards. I mean, this really, I really did feel like this game was very unique and impressed anybody who picked it up. Um, I actually wish more of my friends picked it up because I feel like part of it, part of the fun is the leaderboard and, you know, trying to get the fastest score out of your friends and not a single friend um on steam had it Whoa, so nobody else uh not a nobody. single friend i'm gonna let kyle know that nobody kyle oh Kyle. no i'm, I'm sorry no 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 i'm wrong don't tell him that don't tell him that i i was it's misremembering you're right kyle kyle got it like after me and let him know that he's not a friend then like i went and like beat all his scores but then like he didn't like respond you know like I was hoping for a little back and forth. I was hoping for like you know a little bit like a nemesis arc, you know. But we didn't we didn't get that. We didn't get to have that moment. Um, so you defriended that's, him. That's in real life, and that's really what this is all about. I don't talk. I don't want to talk about Kyle. Uh, I don't want to talk about Kyle. I don't want to talk to Kyle. 
I don't want to talk I don't to want you talking to Kyle. More important things to deal with. He things. does. Yeah, he does. It seems like a, his. You know, he might have gone back and and beaten it too. I, I actually didn't beat Neon White. I will go back to it. What I, the fuck? I will go back to it. I kind of. I just. I was playing it a lot. Um, like all day for a while, and so I just fell off of it. But I'll, I'll go back and beat it. I wonder which games Vito finished this year. Probably not very many. You know. I'd, I don't finish that many games, honestly. Like that's not I, I say that jokingly, but that I'm honestly I would be curious no, from like a a, good an objective standpoint how many games you've seen the end credits of, you know. It's a good question. That's that's why, you know, when I say that Ragnarok is one of the best games I played, you know, that it took me forty hours to beat the story. And, you know, that's a big time investment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that I did it, I think, says says a lot, you know. Yeah. Hey, you beat Hades too. At least two games. You beat the story. I mean, I probably I beat a bunch of games. I beat Prey. I beat a bunch of games that didn't come out this year. That's you know, so I didn't talk about it. But overall, I I do probably beat less games than you guys. Yeah, sure. right. absolutely. All right, my yeah. number five. Shall I go? Okay. Um, I wanted to throw in a show that I haven't talked about on the pod previously. Um, I recommend. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, the TV show that came out this year, following, of course, from the uh, the popular series of YouTube shorts featuring puppets and, and, and vibrant and musical, uh, quote-unquote, educational situations that become increasingly disturbing. That's the whole point of them. Uh, have any of you guys seen any of the Don't Hug Me, no, I'm Scared I've franchise? Never. I don't know what you're... I've never heard of Greg just made like a cutoff noise. I don't know if that was confirmation. Oh, hello? Me. Hi. Hello? I hear you now. Oh, okay. That was weird. I don't know. Is that the thing with the uh, oh. red uh, spaghetti monster? Yeah, no, yeah, I did see the kind of Yes, I've seen one thing up for that. So it was a series of shorts on YouTube, uh, YouTube that was okay. picked up for. This is a UK thing, a British thing, that was picked up for a series, a television series. Okay. On I've definitely seen like one episode of this channel. early on. Uh, and they involve, you know, music and, and uh, creepiness and stuff like that. Um, the TV show is basically more of that, but that's not a, a bad thing at all. Uh, it's got a unique, <clears throat> I, I guess, dark, kooky vibe. Um, kind of like doesn't take itself seriously, but also is like willing to go dark places. Um and because it's British and not American, it's not like overly indulgent. Like you could easily see a TV show deal causing the creators to think they need to go big or like appease the fan base or something. Um, but instead, it seems intentionally disinterested in like that appeasement and, and I'm pretty self aware for the most part. So, um, in fact, that self-awareness like pretty much informs the whole show. Uh but in a way that feels more like performance art than like a, a meta theory bait thing. You know, like I I can't even think of examples right now, but like those things that YouTubers love to analyze. It seems like it could easily be that, especially in a bigger format, like a TV show, but it it's very self-aware and doesn't seem to be wanting to do that at all. So that's really cool. cool. Um, yeah, I don't want to like talk too much about it because it's just it's like fairly simple. Um, 
you'll enjoy it if you like uh humor and dark humor <laughs> and you know things being like subverted into creepiness but also that's not like it's not overly that like i keep saying so it, it finds a good balance don't hug me i'm scared the shorts are good the original shorts on youtube are good and this new tv show is more of the same and also good okay don't hug me i'm scared i think we just have one puppets. final up we'll have to go over tonight john but you would say it's the most important up. I don't know if I, I would say that. I would, I would say that. All right, well, Greg said it. My up, this game didn't come out this year, but I played it this year. I wasn't aware of it whoa, until whoa, this whoa, year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hell? Nobody can stop me. Zero disqual- disqualified and nobody can stop me. Take the I'm shot. I'm talking about Ancestors. The Humankind Odyssey. All right, didn't that come out like five <laughs> years ago? It came out yeah. many years ago. It came ago. out in 2020. I oh, was not God. aware of it. I had no knowledge of it until this year, all right? And I didn't play it until this year. So it counts. He's going rogue. He's going off the reservation. Going rogue. Uh, and this was just... And I'm glad I'm glad some friends bought this recently. It's on I, I would, 75% I'm off not gonna sale lie. Right I was now. tempted to buy it. To remind me. This is a wonderfully unique game. Uh, where you play, I don't even know. So I don't know the technical name for him. A chimp? Uh, Call it a chimp, Well, maybe? yeah, but like, like the, you know, the the real name for him. You know, Chimp is so chimpia. Chimp is so manly. Yeah, that's what it is. But anyways, you know, you play uh, uh, millions of years ago as, as these uninvolved uh, apes. And you, you, you evolve your, your, your bloodline until you are uh more evolved apes and then eventually until you are uh you are the, the earliest human i think neanderthal uh and it's not it's not the best game it's not the, the most polished game or, or you know the most fleshed out mechanics but it but it's, it's a unique one it's a game that i'm i'm glad that not all games are built this way but you know this game specifically is all about trial and error you know, when you start it, it gives you a couple options of uh, a mix of, you know, HUD and tutorial. Um, but I, I really do think the best way to go into this game is with neither of those completely blind and just try and, and figure everything out. And it's going to take you a lot longer. I mean, a lot, lot longer. I, you know, I was watching, like I said, one of our friends got this yesterday or a few days ago and they are playing it. And... I think just by them watching, you know, uh, me or Knoxville playing in the past, it's some prior knowledge, and they were they were doing things in the first fifteen minutes that, no joke, probably took me like fifteen to twenty hours to try. <laughs> um, and and I'd actually seen them do w- one thing that I didn't even know was in the game, uh, and I was like, wait a minute, you can do that just because they had like he was playing with the tutorial and it popped up and it said that I was like, wait a minute, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. So would you, it, like, a new player is going to walk into the game, would you recommend the tutorialization or no? No, I recommend no tutorial, no HUD, but also be prepared to just uh, to probably die and have to restart. And uh, just a lot of trial and error, as I imagine our monkey ancestors did. <laughs> They had to figure out which plants would just make them die. 
Are, well, yeah, I mean that. I mean that is actually kind of part of the game. You got me. I mean, just as, I bought it. Just things as nice. Just things as simple as figuring out how combat works. You know, just I mean, you you could do it in the first twenty minutes of the game, or you know, if you're cautious and you don't want to risk your apes, or you're not really sure how things work, uh, it, it could it, take you hours to figure it out. This is gonna sound weird, but like I almost feel like. This is a vibe game, like Death Stranding is a vibe game. They're, those two games aren't at all similar, but I guess like I'm looking forward to it hitting me in a kind of a similar space gameplay-wise, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I could see that, for sure. It's just like a fascinating, casual, slow exploration of systems. Exactly. And yeah. just chilling out yeah. to that. It's a very cogent way to describe it, 100%. Yeah. Well, it's ancestors, the humankind odyssey. Let's let's save our honorable mentions for the very last thing we discuss, so we go out on a good note. Because now, everybody, you've had best, the, maybe the best energy that's ever, ever been had in a podcast before. Everybody's been firing on all cylinders. Everybody's been up and at it. I don't need everybody to start going coming down, just like that Valheim buff. You know the one I'm talking about. I'm just gonna start spitting. Because it's time for our one down. It, but just know I'm, know I'm just fucking spitting everywhere right now. I'm so fucking pissed. This is the part of the podcast where we discuss the things that maybe we didn't like this year. And in fact, we don't recommend you experience it uh, this year. Anybody want to lead depressed. us off? Get, get depressed. Oh, he's actually... Um, I'm just spitting so much. Sure. Sorry, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, everywhere right now. Vito would agree with me on this. I fought long and hard, and then I remembered this movie, and I was like, this movie sucked. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion. Dominion. <laughs> I, uh, as you all know me, I'm a, I'm, I'm the dinosaur guy. That's, that's a good quote. Hello, Mr. Dinosaur. Uh, this movie fucking sucked. This may also be because, you know, I, do, I don't like Chris Pat Pratt. I think he, uh, he sucks. Uh, yeah. No, that movie. No, that movie was just bad, and there was just some things that just really bewildered me the about first it. Five like the, minutes the were length. cool, but it was you know like uh, two hours something, two hours twenty six minutes, and then that they, was before and then, the. And then they had the fucking audacity to release a what a director's cut or whatever. Yeah, and that one's longer, like fifteen minutes. Longer. What are you gonna add, dude? Do you think that longer time is gonna make your movie uh not twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Because it ain't, bud. Yeah, it was so silly because that movie probably could have been a decent flick if they just cut it down to like an hour forty five. Who's making the decision like, oh, like longer is is better? We need to make this two and a half hours and then release more. You're out of your fucking minds. Dude, thank God someone's taking the fucking dinosaur reins and making a cool dinosaur movie next year. Oh, oh 65. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited for that one. So I, I'm, I'm actually excited for that movie. And I've, I'm never excited for movies. Planet of the Apes, but with dinosaurs, though? Yeah, I would probably <laughs> go to... I will actually probably go to a movie theater to watch that. Okay, Jurassic World Dominion. Fuck Jurassic World, and fuck you, Chris Pratt. You're gonna fucking suck as Mario. I, I can go next. Um, Andy, what do you hate? I don't, I don't hate, hate this. Tell me. But, you know, no, for a very, to... very you, niche uh, part of the game. You actually specifically messaged me that we have to hate this thing. 
Uh, I don't be. recommend Mountain Blade 2 Baron of Lord in its current state. Interesting. It went into 1.0 in October. Um, and it's a good game overall. At a $40 price point, though, it probably doesn't... So long as you can overlook the graphical upgrade, which is nice, it probably doesn't have as interesting or as much content yet as Warband did. Um, which is kind of a shame and kind of weird for a game that both had a very long development cycle and early access cycle. Um, I kind of I bought that game early in early access, and I didn't see it change much over like two and a half years. It's a very slow growing game, so it's a game that I could see like one day recommending to people, maybe in a year or two, especially as the mod community takes off. But in its current state, if you're gonna play a Mountain Blade game, just stick to Warband and its many mods. Uh, when in the year did this come out? October. That that recently? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was gonna say I I thought it was more months ago. So I was gonna say like, what are the have there been improvements in the time it's been uh, available? But I guess as you said, it's been slow. Yeah. Since early access. Okay. For sure. The community is fairly frustrated. Um. Okay. I I got a lot of fun out of it. But, you know, I was an early adopter. I'm not saying at all it's a bad game without merit. It's just, you know, like, like I was saying before the pod, the, the one down is always the hardest. you got to find something that you played this year or watched this year that you don't want other people to have the same experience. Um, I feel like there's just a lot of better ways to spend your time than Banner Ward right now. Yeah. And I, I, I'll add on to what you just said, that also we don't seek out things that are bad. You know, yeah. like if we if we read reviews or see people talking about it and they're not liking it, we tend to avoid those things. So right. the one downs are hard. Um, would you say uh, Bannerlord is a better game than it was when you first played it in early access? Like, it's a better, is it a better game now? They made improvements. Pro- literally, probably, but like they feel marginal enough. Technically, but not okay. Yeah, they feel marginal enough that it's like maybe you know, like my experience didn't okay. feel. Significantly improved. That's disappointing. I'll uh I'll go next. Okay. Um I this was kind of between this show and Rings of Power for my one down. Um because damn, there was some bad television on the air this year. Um and that's kind of where the badness lied for me this year. But I think my final choice is the most avoid worthy, and that's the Halo TV show on Paramount. Oh, Plus. I forgot about that one. one. Fucking remember yes. that? <laughs> remember that happened show this year? Your anger. Which, which was literally <laughs> funded by in part by the U.S. government, apparently. I'll I'll spit to that. I'll spit to that. Thank you, thank you. Um, holy shit! <laughs> I mean, what a way to miss the point of the property you're adapting. Granted, I did not finish the show. Um, I don't think any of us did, no. right? Nobody's but, nobody's perspective changed. I follow like I've been following the show at least, mm-hmm. and, and if anything, it just got know, worse as far as yeah. I saw. Yeah, um, it was like a romance plot introduced, um, right? The fucking villain Quan um, goes on her own, and then her subplot's like not interesting at all. Uh, it's just yeah. a bad show all around. Uh, the the writers seem to just throw the baby out with the bathwater and. Uh, 
capture almost none of what appealed to the fans of this uh, 20-year mega franchise they were adapting. It should have been an easy win. Um, yeah. Just to list a few of the things that are downs about this down. Uh, John Halo's emotional arc. Uh, misdirected. He's not the same character. That's that's okay, but he's also a worse character by far. Um, his relationship with Cortana is done dirty. <clears throat> it's it's very like strangely. I'm so fucking boring, dude. Like at least in like and the first four or five episodes we watched, there's surprisingly little amount of killing aliens and shit. Agreed, <laughs> there was. Um, speaking of aliens, the Covenant. Uh, conceptually weakened, I would say, and altered for the worse. Uh, the plot is just often nonsensical. Um, the secondary characters range from, like, tolerable to just, like, mystifying in their presence, especially that OC villain who gets involved in the romance plot. Um, yeah, the plot's messy, focused on the wrong directions. The list goes on. Uh, they should have played the fucking games they didn't play the games they didn't care to trusted they should have trusted the books the best of the books at least um but instead they just like cracked their knuckles and screwed the pooch they they wanted to do their own thing um the only thing i'll say is you know good for the the art people and the props and the effects departments uh for the most part except for like glaring uh, glaring examples that maybe just happened because they didn't have time or something like that. Uh, for the most part, that stuff seemed to be nice from what I remember. Uh, and I feel bad for the actors that they weren't in that slam dunk that this could have been. But um, yeah, the 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 showrunners, writers, etc. really failed that whole thing and those other people. Halo Paramount Plus was bad. So bad. It was bad. All right, Vito John. Vito John, my favorite person. And Greg, right? Did Greg say one? Jurassic World. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Do um, you want me to get angry again, Vito? <laughs> no, no. That's how you get me angry, angry again. again. Come on, uh, man. Um, my one down is uh, Sandman uh, on Netflix. Mm, interesting. Um, I know I'm in, like, the minority, but um, I just tried really, really hard to like it. And I forced myself to watch a lot of it. Um, and I just found it to be just painfully dull, uh, cringy, big CW vibes, um, dull as dirt, protagonists and villains. Um, I did enjoy the first episode. And there was one episode uh, later in the season that I also enjoyed. But like the rest of the show just did not. It just did not make it worth it to watch it. And uh, I really struggled. I um, pretty much made myself watch that show because it was recommended um, by a bunch of friends that I, I really respect their opinions. And I just, it just was a, a big miss for me. Um, now, would you... Granted, like, it's something you didn't enjoy this year. Um, would you, what is your perspective on like disrecommending it to people? Yeah, I, I guess it's a little, a little funky. I mean, do I, do I disrecommend it? If you ask me what I thought, I'm going to tell you, I thought it was really, really bad, really boring, 
really bad and uninteresting, but I I'm I'm recognizing that it, it's got great reviews um mostly. Um so I might be wrong. Um Well, yeah, I cuz I would a say- little hard. I guess I guess go, you know, go check it out if you're interested in the property or you like uh fantasy stories. Um but if you're not I I would say if you don't like the second and third episode, just stop watching it. I think that's fair enough. Cause I, cause I would say like, you know, I, I gave a, uh, a sort of mixed take on it on the podcast. You gave yeah. uh, a, a mostly negative take. Um, and it I think number that, one Netflix show for, but also that, yeah. yeah. So it's like, this is, this is a situation kind of unlike the, the halo show or, you know, Jurassic world dominion, something that sucks shit out of a straw, you know, it's, it's one of those yeah. things that's like, I think what you just said yeah. is the best way to put it. Like if if you go into it and you're not enjoying it, you that's okay. Like you don't have to go along with everybody else's opinion that's mostly positive. Uh just because it's getting it's getting so much uh, praise because it might just not be for you. And so unrecommend if you're not enjoying it or if you don't think it's for you, you know. Right, yeah, I understand it's a weird thing to put on my my disrecommend, but it was just something that like like we said earlier we don't seek bad stuff. I vet everything, but like I went in on this because the source material has, you know, big ups and the show was recommended to me and it got great reviews and never am I really like, so just bored and repulsed by something that has mm-hmm. such high reviews. I was like, I-, I might as well throw a spicy take on my, uh, my one down. <laughs> okay. Go read John. the comic. Don't worry about the show. Go read the comic. All right. My one down is kind of keeping in a little bit of a tradition here, uh, I believe. In July of this year, Rockstar announced that they would no longer support Red Dead Online, making it official that it is an absolutely dead game. I know you've heard me talk about it in the past, you know, a dead game this, dead game that, you know, game's going to be dead in a year. But, you know, it was like, they're still doing stuff for GTA 5. You have some hope, you know, maybe maybe sun down the line, but but it is it is now now officially dead dead. John, it is so So am I putting Rockstar down about or Red Dead Online? One down? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Am I name? putting down Red Dead Online or am I putting down Rockstar? Uh, Red Dead Online. Well, I mean, that's what I'm telling people not to to play. Don't Are, even bother because didn't you just Rockstar say it's dead? Announced they're gonna discontinue. Oh, it. it's not dead yet. What is dead? But it's so you're disrecommending something. It's to not taken offline, but it's it's not supported anymore. I guess with oh. the content. So you yeah. can't still play it. It's just not. You, supported you can still anymore. buy it and play it. Yes, but it's not gonna have any new okay. content. Okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't, they don't have. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's uh, they don't have servers or anything. I mean, I mean, they have servers for it's just peer to peer servers. It's not like they're hosting anything. It's not. Like, right, right. You can still play it, but like they're not. Yeah, they're not. It is dead. It's a dead game. It's a shame. I mean, they really Red. fumbled it. Like it, it, it's a cool concept. Like the GTA Online thing in the Red Dead universe. There's a lot of ways they could have made that work. Just a better version of Red Dead Redemption multiplayer wouldn't would have yeah. sufficed. Um, it's just exactly. It just felt like they just needed to do anything, and instead, d- just didn't do anything. It went where the money was. GTA Online. They just, I think, they just kept dumping more and more yeah. of their resources into that. They I really, think they, I think they just had an update like last week or 
couple weeks yeah, ago or something. Dude, they said, like, I remember, like, what, a year ago? They were like, yeah, this is the final Grand Theft Auto update, online update. And then there's been, like, five, five or six other ones after that. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, fellas. Let's put a pin in it. And uh, we'll we'll have everybody say their full list once allowed. So, Flyos, we'll start with you. You're five up and one down. Okay. Uh, my five ups are Andor, Escape Academy, A Christmas Story Christmas, Pentiment, and Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. And my one down is Halo, the TV show. Vito? Uh, my ups are our flag means uh, death, Barry season three, Andor, Ragnarok, Neon White, and my one down is Sandman on Netflix. Greg? My ups are Dragon Ball Breakers, Kaguya-sama Love is War season three, A Playtale Requiem, Callisto Protocol, and One Piece. And my one down is Jurassic World, whatever. <laughs> John. All right, my ups are everything, everywhere, all at once. Rounded. God of War Ragnarok. Shadows Over Loathing. And Ancestors Humankind Odyssey. And my down was Red Dead Online forever. Okay. <laughs> and my five ups were Citizen Sleeper. Dragon Ball Breakers. Elden Ring. Dark and Darker and Weird West. And my one down is Mountain Blade 2 Banner Award. That's right, everybody. On our video game podcast, I have nothing but video games. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Do extra that, points for that? Like, to get it, to, to get <clears throat> yes, I, I, I win the five something? up one down. Uh, now, for a final segment, let's just move on to honorable mentions. And we'll just do this kind of like a round table, I guess. Just to. Maybe speed through a little bit faster. Um, yeah. So, Flask. <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you um, my life story. Just capturing from other things, uh, discussions earlier, I have down everything, everywhere, all at once, and Elden Ring. And Elden Ring. Uh, what are what were your other automobile mentions? Uh, well, I, I don't think I said this, but Citizen Sleeper would also be an honorable mention for me. Okay. Uh, that's a good game. Uh, Dark and Darker as well, definitely would be. Um, I think I mentioned uh, Signalis in the same breath as Pentiment as a game I want to see another thing from <clears throat> the creators of. Uh, and uh, I think the only other one that I like was genuinely a contender for mentioning in the in the ups was uh, Top Gun Maverick, just because of how oh, fun that fucking movie was this year and how sure. it blew us all out of the water with like su- su- as a surprising hit. I had um, that all that also Maverick. Yeah. So it deserved to be as popular as it was, I think, just for f- how fun it was. Cool. Yeah. Vito, I got down Dragon Ball Breakers, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Elden Ring, and now Maverick. Did you have anything else you wanted to highlight? Yeah, um you know, whatever, dark and darker, I guess you could throw in there. Uh Delicious Last Course, uh for Cuphead. Uh that was sick. Me and John uh basically beat it. We're like on the last final boss. Basically. Um, Ready or Not came out December, mid December, uh, 2021. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, Vamp Survivors got like its full release or whatever uh, this year. 
And uh, that's it. The Vampire Survivors also ended up on my list as well. Uh, okay, Greg, I don't think I have anything down for you so far. Uh, so what were your, some of your rec- no, recommends? Uh, one of my honorable recommends, uh, Raft. The full release came out of that uh, this year. I think it came out in June. That was awesome. Uh, John, uh, me, John, Alex, uh, Noxel played it. Our our raft is the the greatest raft known to man. We also we found, found we they, we found Papa. Well, we found out that they changed like the plot mid development or something. I, I I don't know. We can get into it. That that was a strange game, but it was fun. We got into it on the pod. If you're a curious listener, just search Raft. You'll find it. Uh, other honorable mentions. Uh, Choo Choo Charles. Played that a few weeks. That was really good. Uh, uh, excuse me. I'm looking through my, my listies. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, that came out. Or the Sunbreak came out uh, this year. And uh, the last one, uh, Mortuary Assistant. I like that game. Oh, yeah, that was a fun stream. Yeah, that. no, I remember you streaming that. That was a lot of fun. That was a, uh, that was a very, uh, that's a very out there game. I feel like not a lot of people are going to, like, get, like, like that. Sure. Because it's kind of, like, yeah, It's pretty morose, right? Yeah, so, but, I think it's cool. And got some, some good spooks. Got some good spooks. John, the only thing that's I have a, down for you is Breakers. I think before we ask John about his uh, honorable mentions, we should just put down Elden Ring for everybody real quick, just because it's such a big game this year. It's a good game. No, I think everyone should not even mention that. Oh, come game. on, no. you played so much of that game this year. No, I, that's exactly why I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, Elden yeah, Ring. You're such a bad time all the time. I had a bad time all the time. I didn't want to say anything, but while I was playing it, I was, I, I was just stabbing my hand with a with a fork. He just wants to be not not in the mainstream, but Greg loves Elden Ring. <laughs> you got me. Uh, let me throw in Tunic and uh, Death Store. Oh yeah, okay. All similar kind of games, both pretty fun. Death Store, I wanted to put, but it, it, it came out last year, no? No, I think that, yeah, but I played it this year. I think year. they both hit the Game Pass <laughs> this year, at least, which is fair enough. Well, I think they both did get hit the Game Pass, but I also I played it this year. John's so. a criminal. Oh damn, that definitely was gonna make my list, but I looked at the release date. I was like, oh, I must have played it. I mean, maybe it was last year, but like I said, that's how I go. You know, sure. I, I play by my own beat. I back know? you up on that. That was a great game, Death Store. I really did enjoy that. And Tunic mm-hmm. was the same exact game that I didn't play. Uh, yeah, Tunic has been like on my short list of games to play for a while. <laughs> I, I haven't yet. Uh, so yeah, just my list. Just recapping from things people said earlier. Up and down, Barry Season 3, Escape Academy, Grounded, Pentiment, Vampire Survivors. Um, and then to that list, I would add uh, well, my last game, Dwarf Fortress, which I haven't played a whole lot of, to be fair. But I think it's really cool that it uh, had a very successful Steam launch, and the game looks great now. For a game that's just historically um, been living behind a veil of almost obscurity just due to like the challenge it is to get into the ASCII art. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool, and I played a lot of games that have been directly inspired by this game. So to see like the grandfather of the genre get like a fresh coat of paint uh, in 2022, um, and get a bunch of new people into it, including me, I bought the game. I haven't played much of it yet, but it's on the short list. Pretty cool. 
I think that is a good secondary recommendation just because like I could see it still being divisive in terms of people who can get into it or not. Sure. So it's like one of those try it out. You know, it's got it, as you said, got a new fresh coat of paint. Yeah, for sure. It's never been more accessible than it is today. So. Right. And significantly so. And then my last thing, I'm going to sneak in a non-video game thing, um, is on cinema at the cinema, which we have been talking about a lot recently, but it's still having new seasons. It's on its season 13, so it's been going on for 13 plus years, I guess. Um, Jeez. Pretty uh, wacky web series that um, relies a lot on the comedy of Tim Heidecker and Greg Tarkington. Um, But, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, they build in in jokes all the way throughout the series that they build off of. Like the series has a, a surprisingly funny grasp of its context and its characters, and it's just fun seeing what they do with the characters every season. Um, over the veil of like producing a uh, low rate movie review show. Did yeah. you guys like start at the beginning, or did you yeah. just watch random episodes? Okay, you started at the beginning. Okay, wow. Yeah, I'm not caught up. He is caught up. I mean, each episode for most of the run is like six to ten minutes, you know, like. Right. You can digest it all pretty quickly if you just have it on in the background, which I did. Like, I missed, you know, I I had a huge playlist on. So, like, my first time blowing through it, I missed some stuff and I, like, filled in the gaps later on. Um, I'm pretty well caught up now. It's been, like, my main, like, random passive comfort show for a while, like a month or two. So, I've been rewatching a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I think watch the first season. Um, it's not a big time investment, and I think uh, I think everybody here at least would get into the humor pretty good. I mean, if you've liked Tim Heidecker and think, other things, this is probably, I guess, his like main project now. Like, it's been the only thing that he's worked on that survived thirteen years. So, I think you got to watch the not just the first season. You got to watch the second season too. And it's not a huge ask. And the only reason I say that is because. Well, I don't think I really, really got hooked until the second season, but I feel like the first season, you almost could fool somebody that it is really just a low budget right. movie I can see what you're show. Saying, and I think that's, I think that's purposeful. It's not really until season two where shit really starts. Spinning. Like they need to build up a little bit of like world before they can start like spinning out of control, right? Yeah. You check my list. But it's a work. It's a work. It's a work of art. Honestly, it's like beyond comedy. I think with with Tim Heidecker and and Greg. Absolutely. Um, they like live these characters. Yeah, especially uh, Greg Tarkington. The they built. Like he he, as far as I know, is almost always out there as either Neil Hamburger, the, the comedian, the comic persona that he made his name on, or as the on cinema Greg Tarkington. Like he is like famously never out of character. It's pretty funny. That's incredible. What a podcast. Those are some great honorable mentions. Uh, what a year. What know? a year. Like, you know, what a year. What, what a year. When you, when you start thinking about year. the five up, one down, it almost feels like a vice is closing in on you because you feel claustrophobic a little yeah. bit because you're like, oh, God. oh my. And he turned fucking. He had his birthday the other day, and he's been fucking freaking out ever since. Calm down. Right? <laughs> right? It's just, it just fucking feels, video games. I, all I'm saying is, like, <laughs> just when, when, when this guy hit his fucking midlife crisis. All I'm saying is, when the when the task is put in front of you to come up with a list, 
you start thinking like, what the fuck did I do this year? Why didn't even came out? Yeah. But like when you build your list and you look over what everybody else did, it's like, wow, actually a pretty good year in content, I think. Oh, definitely. We had some good, good group games, good solo games. I'll be honest. D- during this pod, I downloaded Pentiment, Weird West, and um, I'm getting a uh, Ancestry, but I got run to get my credit card. Nah, so you. the five ops right, worked right. on you during our podcast, so it, it oh. must work on our. Awesome I mean, it God. worked on me I too. I, I bought Ancestors this. while John was talking about it. Yeah. Dude, the fucking sales. Oh, can we check the sales of Ancestors? How much do you think has jumped up in the last? <laughs> I mean, ten dollars. Oh wait, this episode's not. Oh, it's not. This episode's not released yet. All right, well we'll check. We'll check when that. That ten dollar holler, you know. Oh yeah, it's on sale big time. I, I don't understand. Is this? I don't really get why it's a forty game, forty dollar game, but what do it's ten dollars right now. You th- That's you, all you of for, humankind. You paid forty dollars for that. I'm not sure that I did pay a full price, I doubt it. but it is a lengthy game. It's actually sitting at very positive. I remember when this game came out, it was not really received so well. Um, it wasn't, dude. It, it wasn't. And wasn't the, the creator like basically like, I am a genius and you guys don't get it? We don't have to go uh, into well, there's, we little, there's a little of that and there's a little bit of, I don't know. Too ahead, too ahead of its time. That's all, and I'm glad it was, that dude. I really that, believe. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember getting... it coming out. I remember being talked about, and then I just remember seeing it one day on the store page, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Well, that was a podcast. Indeed, it was, and that was a year. Mm. So, listeners, if you have your own honorable mentions, your own five up, one down, if you want to play along, like I said, feel free to send that in. We'll talk about your picks and make fun of you, maybe. On a later podcast. Oh, definitely. And for sure, play it safe this New Year's. Don't go outside. Don't go to any parties. Don't make any friends. Just stay inside and play video games on one monitor while on your other monitor watch some on cinema at the cinema. That's that's your New Year's directive from the Broken Campfire podcast. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Well, some members. You know. And hey, I think that's it. Um, we'll be back in the new year with new exciting episodes and streams, and you know we're just gonna keep going until we all we all pe- pass over. And I don't mean the holiday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the the ultimate, the final frontier, the bucket in the sky, if you will. Yep. Just throw me in the bucket. John, as our King of Keeley, why don't you uh, say the words that'll bring the listeners into the new year 2023. All right, sure. Um, I'm disappointed in you, and I hope you do better next year.